0: Big Ray Hernandez. Jamie the Vet Williams. This is your next level wrestling review. Presented by Hameen Media and ChannelAttitude.com. And. Evening, uh, good night, good, whatever the hell, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, this is your next level wrestling review. And if you don't know who I am, ladies and gentlemen, I am, I am. You don't know, like Carmelo Hayes, anyway. I am the pundit of the people, the man with the plan, big red head to say they talk some lucha libre, which is your Spanish lesson for wrestling today. But ladies and gentlemen, I am not fucking alone. I'm never alone.
1: I'm not alone because,
0: ladies and gentlemen, I'm here. With my tag team partner. Do do we do the tagging thing? Like you do with, with, what's his name? The brand? No, we don't do that. All right, we're not going to do that. Ladies and gentlemen. This man has held titles all over the world. Everywhere. Japan. East Germany. West Germany. Northeast Korea. 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 He was the the sixth time North Korean. Northeast Korean international champion. Did you know that? No, of course not. Ladies and gentlemen, is the man, the myth, the legend. Like that fade? The vet. That's him. Smiley. He's a Rip Rogers guy. The vet. That, that, that. Rip, rip, rip. Rogers guy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the smile that goes on for miles. As you can see right there in your in your screen, or if you're watching on channelattitude.com, he's a Rip Rogers guy. It is the vet Jamie Williams? Jamie, shucky ducky quack quack, my friend.
2: I assure all of our audio-only listeners
0: that I am smiling. Oh, he is smiling. Where's Gary? Is Gary, there nice you know gary i i uh i was gonna download the theme song for gary and i forgot about it you know the elephant walk music so whenever he comes up gary it's good to see you buddy it's a man of uh many many words um anyway so yes ladies and gentlemen so what's going on vet what's uh how things going on brother good okay oh shit Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to cut this short real quick. Real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a a surprise. Surprise to me. This show is going to be chock full of surprises, apparently. I I texted you about this. Oh. Literally Literally gave you a heads up. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him. You love him. We used to do the show together. He interviewed Hulk Hogan. It is a man and the baby. It is Ted. The trailer, McMother, oh, there's a baby there, McNailer.
3: That's alright, she ain't too good with the words yet, yay, what's up y'all, it's Ted the trailer McNailer here with the one and the only, Hyper Piper McNailer, how y'all doing this morning?
2: Doing fantastic, Ted. What's up, what's up today? That child looks shocked. Oh, yes, (laughs) she's just like as we all are.
3: She's hyped. (laughs) That's why they call her Hyper Piper McNailer. We're here. We're getting excited because on August 6th, here in Louisville, Kentucky, Derby City Wrestling presents Backpacks and Body Slams. And Piper, tell them all about it. Tell them how hyped you are. Um, She's speechless. She's yeah. so excited. I've never seen her like this, ever, ever. Look. This whole show is going to be crazy, and for the first time and probably only time, I just learned the show is going to be at my favorite price. Absolutely free. That's right. The whole show is going to be free. Presented by CarShield and our neighborhood partners here in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to see some great matches. We got the United Wrestling Network Network. World championship on the line. Danny Limelight. He loves limes just as much as he likes lights, and he's gonna be taking on former Impact World Champion. Moose. Remember that guy? He's only one syllable, but that's all he needs. Moose. And you know what else? TMZ, the tag team champions, are gonna take on the only team to go 3-0 in Derby City Wrestling. All dessinate. That's right, they had the all to step up for the tag team championships. And you know what else? You know what else? Ted, the trailer McNailer, the mobile home maniac, he's going to be there too. Hey, Ain't that right, Hyper Piper? Tell him how hyper you are. Go hyper. How,
0: how, how many diapers has, has this child gone through this
2: morning?
3: he has gone through at least half a dozen, a baker's half dozen. Jesus. Baker's yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It, One for you? Well,
3: actually, you got a diaper that, for yourself, you know, Ted? What? <laughs>
2: You got a diaper for yourself. Ten is a baker's half dozen. It's six for her and
0: one for you.
3: You better believe it, buddy. I get too excited sometimes. I gotta wear one myself.
0: Oh, oh man! Oh, she so is. Hyped. She Looks like you filled it up. Is, oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, this is. She is very angry right now. Um, she's angry because she doesn't have front row seats, and ladies and gentlemen, you would want to go. And where, where can we get these front row seats again?
3: Derby City Wrestling. See, she's
0: not angry all no more.
3: EB for free tickets while supplies last, and not to mention they're going to give out free school supplies, Piper. Free oh, school supplies. I don't think she wants. Get don't,
2: Yeah, don't track talk track. about school to
0: a kid. Yeah, too much. You, you
3: don't, don't want to learn that. A protractor, all them things. It's going to be great. She's so excited. <laughs> I can't believe how excited this kid is. But you better be there. Backpacks of Brody Slams presented by Car Shield, August sixth, Louisville, Kentucky. Let's make some noise. Let's tear it down. And we are gonna be
0: there. Yeah, I'll put over. This is
3: her excited cry. She's pumped. She's so happy right now.
0: I could see her just stabbing somebody with one of those uh, gimmicks. You know that that you draw with. What is that? What is the the protractor? Hey, hi. Compass. A compass. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm kind of a baby whisperer. She sees me. Hi. Oh, God. Now she's now she thinks I'm ugly. All right. Well,
3: she's, she's hyper. She's hyped. This is her you, hyped face.
0: You know, uh, Ted, really quick. I don't know how long you're going to be on, probably a minute or two, but I remember we used to do the show together and stuff, and you're a lot different, man. It's like, everything all right?
3: Well, you know, the, the pandemic was really hard on us, and, uh, you know, there was a big shortage on toilet paper, especially here in the trailer park, and, you know, you use pine cones, and had corn cobs for for so long, and your body starts kind of going crazy for a little bit. So, you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can now after having that experience. And so me and Hyper Piper, we're just getting hyped. Backpacks and body slams. There's going to be no corn cobs, no pine cones you're going to have to use. We have real, 100% two-ply toilet paper for right. everyone in the building, for anyone that's got to go.
0: Right, and and, and it, uh, I'm sure a recipe for a uh, tree stump soup, Ooh. The, one, the one that you tried to put over to me. Yeah. Yeah, mine. Want mine you want some? Uh, well, mine came out a little. It's a little salty. It's weird. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. She seems very excited. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm actually. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, bet.
3: She is pumped. I, I
0: mean. thought it was Ben Hameen,
3: Actually, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess on that note, I gotta I gotta calm her down from being so excited here. But thank <laughs> you all for having me on. She's Backpack. the best. You gonna see y'all August 6th Backpacks and body slams here in local Kentucky. I'll see you guys soon. All right. All
0: right, brothers, chill
2: with the pinecocks. <laughs> I can.
3: We're stuck here forever. No,
0: I'll get rid of you, <laughs> bro. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I did not expect that. Oh, my God. All right. Listen, that was fantastic. Right. Backpacks and body slaps. God damn, that was fantastic. All right. So I think it's time real quick, man. We, we got a lot to show. That was okay. just backpacks and body slams bought you by car show by the way car Shield is pretty dope i'll you know i'll put them over they've actually helped me i had a big spider crack in my gimmick on my toyota corolla back in the day and they came they fucking they came in they removed the the, the shield of my car and they replaced it right there on the spot so it was pretty cool so yeah car shield yeah said anyway all right i think it's about time
1: acknowledge me acknowledge me
0: you're gonna acknowledge me
1: you there sitting at home acknowledge me
0: all right we're gonna make this quick man because there's so much news so much stuff to talk about we have the windiest of all chris's chris winland is in the house ding dong yes boy I don't have the fucking, I don't have anything set up, so I'll, I'll just do everything. Yes, boy. I'll just do everything with my mouth. All right. Is that cool? That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. The guy that reviews so much that he put review twice in his name. It is Retro Rocket in your pocket review. Yes. Rocket in your pocket. I don't know. Anyway. He has finally returned. this. the artist. Hashtag the artist returns, ladies and gentlemen. And oh, yeah, it's a lovely Elizabeth. Yeah, walk down that aisle. Yeah. Cream of the crop. Yeah, cream of the crop. Anyway, this, what is it? Cream? Cream rises to the top. Yeah. Huh? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Media M5 is in a house. He's here. His big ass arms and shit. The biggest ass in all of HMG, ladies and gentlemen. It is the one, the only. Frank's Spiegelberg, and he doesn't say hi to anybody else, just Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I'm lying. He said hi to media artists, and uh, that's about it. So now we know his now we know he's in their circle. We know how to hurt him.
2: Anything- he says who he says hi to whoever's in the chat at the time. Oh, Got it.
0: I right. I right. It is time for the dark side caster. Like, what is he? What is a dark side caster? What does he do? Does he cast? All right. All right. What do we got? What are they testing on lab rats today there, bet? Uh, Diapers. Diapers. Half a baker's dozen. Why do you say baker's dozen? those diapers are full of shit, right? I don't know what one thing has to do with the other. Who else do we got? We have the dancing one. With a record of 143 and 12. Yes, he had a good month. (laughs) <laughs> that's how many facts you get it it is handsome Dancing Dan heffern heffern shucky ducky quack quack as he says here what else we got here uh let me see uh, fast forward is he is the ruler of the world the same vicious not it it's his brother the brother you have a lot of wrestling brothers here. Uh, there, but as we uh move on quickly, we have the man with the handsomest beard in all of HMG and probably the world. And that was an adorable picture he put up with the little baby in the pool. It was fucking delightful. It is the mighty Babo. Two hundred percent more hair on this episode already. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Ted, Ted needs to take a bath. Right? It was just me.
2: It looked. I, I could smell him through the screen. Yeah,
0: it was. Pungent, I think is a good... Anyway, we have the brother of former WWE World Heavyweight Champion Jinder Mahal. This is Jinder Mahal here. He says, baby knows AEW sucks, LOL. Alrighty, let me see. We have Todd Brantley. Brantley. When I say his name, I have to say it like Todd Brantley. <laughs> Muffy. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Alright, what else we got here? Oh, shit, we have uh, my ridiculously random uh, co-host, and he'll actually be on the A-Show today with me in April. It's Colin Weisson. Yes, touching penises across the nation. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Ooh! I don't know who the hell this guy is, but uh I don't know who Nick Beckman is, but he seems to be a handsome young man. Seems like the clean, guy... Clean cut, clean right. shaven. Right? Uh. <laughs> It seems like the guy he used to do the show with before
2: I bet he wouldn't have an accent if you heard him talk or it would mm. be slight.
0: And then we have our good friends. Oh,
2: I got a steak
0: is made. I got to yeah. stop doing this shit. He it's didn't like warn
2: I... you this time,
0: but anyway. Well, my friend veteran, it is time not for the one, not for the two. Time for the three count. This is the three count with the latest breaking news in pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, and more. Now back to Big Ray and the vet. Ah! Alrighty then um i don't know if it's on my end but i hear like this fucking i don't know if it's like a bumping or a or, or buzzing do you hear that is it coming out of yeah. my end you sure i uh, don't
2: am i sure no i'm not fucking sure let me listen again like oh, why, I've been are you, why
0: are you such a fucking heater? it's like it's like, because, almost, it's like a hammering sound a hammering sound yeah you don't hear that Ladies and gentlemen, I hear the hammering, oh yeah, former OVW. Television champion, former OVW tag team champion. I think he held a couple of titles in the NWA, ladies and gentlemen. It is the one. This is the only. Charles the Hammer Evans. 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 (laughs) Y'all all.
3: Hammer. What's good, Hammer?
4: What's going on, my man?
0: See, I told you we were going to fucking trick the vet. What's up, Charles?
2: Man, long time. You didn't trick me, Ray. You just straight up lied to me. That's all you did. That's not the same as tricking. I really don't hear you very
0: well, Hammer. Do you hear him? I can barely hear. I can barely hear you, brother. So you might want to do the gimmick where you uh, adjust the, uh, I don't know, the do you have a you have a microphone or something or yeah, headset let,
4: let, yeah let me try that
0: yeah yeah we could do that so so the effect, so anyway, I mean, go
2: ahead and explain to the people how you just lied to me and okay. then uh
0: so here's the deal ladies and gentlemen this man is six feet one one inches two hundred seventy five pounds still listed at that I don't know if you know mm-hmm. about that so no so um <laughs> yesterday when I was on the toilet at work is the only time I actually had uh an opportunity to uh you know, give him a, a buzz. Um, I said, you know, would you mind coming on the show tomorrow? Let me see. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dad, Chuck. Oh, wait. I'm an idiot. I have to... Wait, you're unmuted. I'm sorry. Let me mute Good. Go ahead. He's still muted. He's still muted. Why is he muted? Can you hear oh, me now? Yes. yes. You're good? Okay. Yes. Much, 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 much better. Yeah. So I was just telling Vet man, that yesterday I was taking a shit <laughs> at work, and I was like, shit. Fuck I've been I've been a big piece of shit. I haven't called Charles Evans. Let me just take this opportunity because he's always so busy at work to to get him on and just uh anyway, man. You guys you guys know this gentleman is Charles Alford in the chat, man. He's uh you know, vet, I'll let you, I'll let you put him over, man. Well, I mean, this is
2: a special for me because it's it's what I really love about being at HMG is being able to reconnect with the people that I knew from back then and not only reconnect, but sometimes connect in the first time because, you know, Charles was there, but there's like big gaps in my memory of that that I would like to fill in about what happened before Charles came to OVW because you were already there when I got there. And then what happened after you got signed? Like, these are things that I don't know. So, you know, um, the first question I would ask you, Charles, is like, how did, what, how did your wrestling journey begin? How did your pro wrestling journey start?
4: Okay, yeah. Um, well, I started training, man, in uh, two, right at the end of 99. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I was in the military for a few years and uh, I was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas. And at that time I had uh went to a school. It was uh Ivan's School of Pro Wrestling. Okay. All right. So I guess that's where I met uh Scott Putski and uh my man Lance Archer from AEW.
0: Right. Time I gotta met. stop I gotta stop you, Chuck. Uh uh-huh. I call him Chuck, like I got known for cool. 20 years. <laughs> <Chuck> <laughs> I got a boy named Charles, I call him Chuck. So what I was gonna do is uh, I'm gonna ask you. Don't worry about all this. Uh, I cut all this shit out. I'll just leave it in. Um, whatever you're using, might might as well just unplug it because that shit is popping. Or are you or my hearing it, bet. No, it's
2: it, it, there's some static. There's some some static in it. Yeah,
0: right. Because uh, I want I want I want people to be able to hear you real good, Charles. So I don't okay. know. If, well, now it doesn't sound too bad. Good. Okay. Oh no, you're good now. it's weird.
4: What do we have? How about now?
2: What okay, it sounds clean. It sounds a little cleaner. Well anyway, yeah. So you're okay, so at you so were so you're saying Putsky School.
4: Lance Archer. Yeah, we uh I started at uh, Ivan Putsky School of Pro Wrestling and uh that was was there for about maybe two months of training, and then I started doing indie shows in Texas. Um from Texas indie shows. Uh met Paul London. Um uh, Guys coming out of uh, Shawn Michael School in San Antonio, so mm-hmm. you, it was like Texas was a big this one big indie circuit, you know, from Dallas down to uh, yeah. Corpus Christi, Houston, uh, Austin. Um, so after uh, about a year of doing the indies, uh, I was getting ready to come to OVW. Actually, I was getting ready to head to Louisville uh, about a few months before 9/11 happened. Uh huh. So because at that time, uh, that, that's when. I think uh Cena and these guys were still in Danny Davis's old building. Mm-hmm. so that was going to, that was my plan. but uh when September eleventh happened, everything got cut off, so I had to find other places to go wrestle, which I ended up going to Dory Funk Junior's Conservatory in Ocala, Florida, right, and I uh, spent time with dory funk and then once uh the September eleventh cleared up. After being with Dory Funk, I found out about a tryout in OVW, which is where I met a lot of guys. Uh, well, I first ran into Rip and Jim Cornette for briefly. Didn't get a chance to really do anything with Cornette, but uh, met Rip. Uh, I tried out for the um, camp, and got a call back to come to come to school and join our Rips Intermediate class. So,
2: and what year would this have been?
4: Okay, this was um. Oh five, because it took after ninety after after <clears throat> September eleventh was a couple of years of just doing the indies, mm-hmm. and uh, working a little bit in Arkansas and Missouri. Uh, I think that's where I met uh, Red Dog and Jazz as well, mm.
1: uh-huh.
4: and, and um. in oh five, once I had yeah 05 is when I decided to, I got the call back to come to the to grips class. So, okay. yeah. So, but, uh, it was chopped up a little bit, but I would have been there earlier if it had not been for the situation going on with the government. So, sure. Yeah, so like, hold on a whole five real yeah. quick,
0: mm-hmm. real, real quick. Um, so, For people that don't know and it's just jumping in the chat, I just want to make sure I I wanted to to, to put this over because they have some people coming late in the chat. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, you know, we have Charles Alford, a.k.a. Charles the Hammer Evans on with us, man. He's been in the chat like every single day with us. You know, I didn't even know this was the hammer. Until so the vet, kept, like the vet, put it over a couple of times. Then I started obviously doing some research and stuff. And yeah, I am uh, I'm humbled to have you on, bro. And I feel like I I know you know you. That's why yeah know, we Thank talk you, like every single. So you can just call
2: him Chuck. Like yeah, I just dude, threw that
0: man. out there, brother. It's it's so much love, man. And and, and for vet, it's really cool because you know he's reconnecting with you. And I'm not I'm not going to talk too much during this. Okay, good,
2: good. Uh, so, just sit out, sit out again. I'm, oh shit. You know what, vet. <laughs>
0: I'll fucking. That's crazy, man. I just, I just want to put, I want to put over the fact that you know, it's we're we're lucky to have a lot of people that have so much experience in this wrestling business. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna right now. um, I know you guys go back and forth with with Charles all the time, but just you know, feel free to ask a bunch of questions, you know, in the chat if you want to, and uh, and then we can next week. uh, You can go back to you know, fucking around with the rest of the chat. Go ahead, Vet. I'm sorry.
2: All right, uh, yeah, I'll (laughs) I'll 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 filter these questions and see if any of them are worthy. But anyway, so. So now so now, January of '05, that's when I come to no, it's February, February of '5, I come to OVW. I sign up for the beginner's class because I'm under the impression that it's a three-month class, like they say on the website and everything like that. And then yeah. they say they will evaluate you at the three months, and then they'll tell you if this is for you or not. But when I get there, it turns out uh, it's more like you're in there indefinitely until, yeah. you know, until yeah. uh-huh. until until you're invited out, because back then Rip was doing like invitation only to intermediate class. Uh-huh. And every once in a while he would hold like a tryout with the beginners class. And then he would say, like, OK, this person's ready to join my class if he's got the money, of course. If and this person's ready if he's got the money, you had to have your dues. So, um So I, not knowing that, I had planned, like, okay, I'm coming from California. I'm going to come out here for the three months, give it a try, and then I'm going to move back. And then if it's a thing that uh, I'm going to pursue, then I will move back to Louisville, and I will move out there permanently. So with that in mind, I didn't realize, oh, shit, I'm just here as long as it takes. So anyways, after the three months, I moved back. And then in 06 in January of 06 that's when I come back for permanent. I got held up too for a you know a 9 month period. There was a you know, other things involved I won't get into but uh that was my hiatus. So um I don't remember exactly whether you were there at the beginning of my 3 months in 05 or if you had came after that. Do you remember like what time in 05 what month perhaps?
4: Yeah, 05 was uh was uh Right during our Derby, Kentucky Derby, because the camp I attended, the camp I went to was like February, earlier in the year. So mm-hmm. it took about two months or so before uh, uh, Danny Davis called me back to say that I got accepted into Rip's class. So okay. it was about a two-month window of just, you know, waiting. Okay. And uh, so during that time, I went back to doing a couple of shows on the Indies and just bouncing around. <laughs> Waiting it out. So, but uh, it, it was definitely a derby because um, I had never, I, I never, I only heard about the Kentucky Derby. I never got a chance to go to one. So that was kind of new to me just to experience that.
2: Right. A lot of people using an excuse to uh, drink outdoors. Is uh, I just, what I, I just, think
4: the derby is.
2: Wanna yeah, I, yeah.
0: I, I want to throw this comment out. There's a, a very clean uh, cut young gentleman by the name of Nick Beckman here. He says, I always liked watching The Hammer. Kick yeah, Ted man. McNailer's ass. Nothing like watching a redneck getting beat up. Do you agree with that, uh Hammer?
4: Yeah, man, yeah, that's uh Man Beast, man. Uh Who? Beckham. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <I guess. laughs> same guy? Yeah, same dude, man. Um uh, oh. great, great, great guy, great guy, man. Um
1: KK I always brother.
4: say this um regardless of all the matches I've had in my life, whether under contract or not, uh working with Man Beast, I had the greatest fun. I've always I always told him that, and I'll tell anybody that. Uh, you see, that's the thing about being when you when you start doing a few matches and you you, you know what you're doing. You're learning what you're doing in there, and uh, it's a feeling. It's magic, man. And uh, we were working the show. I gotta tell you this: is, I was work. I was tagging with my partner Ox, and uh, right. we were doing a tag match with uh, Man Beast and mm-hmm. uh, Power. Um, and we were, of course, I was on the contract at, the, at that time, but I had so much fun having a wrestling match with another opponent that I, I, I didn't want the match to, to end. I didn't want it to stop because we had the people in the palm of my hand and man, we were going back and forth and just calling it on the fly, man. And it was so good. And it's like, I hate it for the match to end. I hate it. I hate it. That I had to hit him with the bam. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I, I can't say enough about, about, uh, McNaylor, man, beast, uh, is, we, we,
0: can, we can say a lot. It looks like he hasn't showered in months.
4: Yeah, well, that dude. Sometimes it gets kind of rough. But, uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so to live the gimmick, yeah. Um, yeah
1: first man. first
2: person I ever met at OVW was Nick Beckham, and yeah, uh, yeah going and he out was. Too. Oh yeah, yes, one hundred percent. But when I met him. He was in that beginner's class, and I asked him, like, well, oh, how long have you been the beginner's? This is when I found out. I asked him, how long have you been the beginner's class? How long have you been coming to the beginner's class? He was like, oh, like about two years. And I was like, what? Yeah. What happened to three months? So, you know, it, that was uh, that was the first the first eye-opening experience. But, but yeah, just being able to be around him and, and learn a lot from him who had been there and, and you yeah. know, doing that stuff the whole time. Uh, so you mentioned your partner, Ox. That was now – uh for the people that don't know that was he he was uh in the wwe as bam neely bam neely right yeah. Yeah, from the from the ecw relaunch so that's, right. that's what uh-huh. you would have known the ox as yep mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. um so anyway so we must have missed each other in 05 i'm back in 06 you're there in 06 and mm-hmm. at some point uh there's a you know every once in a while ace or people would come down and do the tryouts there right so right um and so you at one point got signed uh right. from one of these tryouts. And we were all of course you know over the moon happy uh for you. We we're like, "Yes, this this guy deserves it, whatever." How could you just look at him like, "How could you not?" Um so but that's the thing. I don't really know all the details of that story. So tell me about that tryout. What did you do? What did they say to you? And uh, and how did that all go?
4: Okay. Well, the tryout <clears throat> Well, this is what happened prior to that. See, we had the Kentucky, Kentucky Kingdom Summer Scissor Series. Sure. All right. So, leading up until beginning. See, this is how it kind of worked out. Uh, I ended up. Oh,
2: just, just, just real quick. The people that don't know, that's like a Six Flags. Yeah, it's Six, six Flags. Flags Kentucky Kingdom, so it's at at the amusement park, and they would have during the summer they would have a series of matches. Yes. uh where you know the WWE would send talents down or whatever to be like the main event draw and and right. and work these shows and everything like that. Okay, go ahead.
4: That's correct. Yes, yeah. So um, at the time I wasn't, I was, I didn't know, understand what was happening, but uh, I wasn't signed just yet. I, I got signed a few months later, but Jerry Lawler. Danny Davis set it up for me. So uh, I could, well, actually let me back up. What it was, I started working on OV, uh, OV OVW television with mm-hmm. the Miz as his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. But that only lasted about a month because Miz went, to, got called up to television. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was still in RIP's class, finishing up RIP's class, but I was getting ready to transition over up into Al's class. Right. Uh, along the same time of me finishing up RIP's class, um, John, John Lord Knightis came down and had a had a triumph. I I forgot who it worked. I think I was working with the guy from uh maybe Deep South. I can't remember. But um I did was a match with Was him. it Pewter?
0: Was it Daniel Pewter?
4: Uh no, Pewter was already gone because um uh, uh I didn't work with pewter but i i met pewter 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 would come in sometimes to pop in every now and then yeah um uh, but um i forget his i forget who he was forget his name but uh but anyway oh mm-hmm. so uh the next following week i ended up working with or danny set it up for me to work with jerry Lawler at, at, at six flags okay had a great match with with uh Lawler. lauren came back down and said hey i want you to come he said are you in the else are you in the W- which class are you in? I said, Well, I'm finishing up Rip's class, trying to get into Al's class. Uh about a week later, I get a call for me to come to SmackDown in uh Cincinnati. Talked with Law Nights a little bit. He said, Hey, I want you to come to uh you I want you to come down to my my camp, my uh my tryout next well, a few days later. So that's when during that tryout, we did drills and so forth and so forth. And, uh, the next week I ended up working with Derrick King and Eugene and Hacksaw Jim Duggan on my first WWE match, which was a tag match. Um, and then that's, then that, that, uh, was, uh, doing raw. The next, it took about a month to do this, but the next week, Mike Bucci called me and let me know that the WWE was interested in me. So between the tryouts and, uh, going to the live when well, I say live events at the time, but tryouts, and then going to Raw and SmackDown, getting to work out there and then doing an actual seminar of the tryout back in OVW. That's kind of how that came about. So
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Bucci, that's Nova or yeah, Simon Nova. Dean, for those of you who remember uh, that that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh so yeah so you so you were about to go into Al's class on your own dime.
4: Yes, because uh, I finished up. Yeah, because I paid my dues. I paid my dues, did the shows for in, in Rips class. Um, I was, as we say, half ass good enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. And, um, right. Uh, um, uh, let's see. Uh, and, and, and Greg Gagne and Paul Heyman were there in and out. You know, those guys were there too. So, between right. Greg Gagne and Paul Heyman um, and me finishing up Rips class. And, and and getting and, and going to the live TV live TV shows on Wednesday nights, uh, getting a chance to actually do some work for Paul Heyman, and about mm-hmm. Nova coming in as well, and uh, with all that going on, so I was just I was actually just getting ready to, on my own dime, kick out some more, some more some more bread to uh, get into <laughs> Al's class, <laughs> and right. as soon as I was ready to make my payment that's when all the uh tryouts were coming in and out so it's kind of a blessing that i didn't have to like kick out the money like that just then oh yeah so because a few but, people
2: did like uh, there was a handful of people that yeah. paid their own money to get into the advanced class only mm-hmm. to kind of just be like you know some of them they they, they kind of treat them like second class citizens sometimes like oh you weren't good enough to get signed you're just here because you know blah 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 so yeah you paid. um yeah and j and jtg was uh, I think he went on his own dime right um or uh who else was another one that that paid yeah was did Santino do it on his own too we're actually before uh, yeah he must have yeah he did he had to before Santino, he got signed.
4: Santino and I well see a lot of people don't know this, but see Santino and I we 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 were in class together in rip's class so mm-hmm. um he paid. And got into RIP's class, and then that's fine. But he and I got signed the same day as well. See, it was two guys coming out of Rip's class, even though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I need to let that be known because we were at the tryout. We, 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 see, we, perhaps, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you said that because uh, Santino, and, Santino and I rode together going to SmackDown that week that we had to come back to OVW to do. John Laurinaitis' Nice's tryout. So right. I was right there with him. We were together. We got signed the same day. Of course, he had to go back to Canada, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, he had already started Al's class. So by the time I was getting ready to come pay my money to go to Al's class, I got luck, uh, well, enough, graced, graced enough to get the opportunity to get over the contract to go to, in, 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 in route to going to Al's class. So that's awesome. That is
0: awesome. Uh, but, but I, yeah. I really want to jump in real quick because I've been dying to ask this. And um, I yeah, put this sure. picture up while you were talking. Where the hell is it? Um, I put this picture up early when we were talking here. You were in the U.S. Army gimmick. And um, it's not a gimmick. Um, no. You actually served in the military. So I actually wanted to backtrack a little bit. and uh maybe if if you're cool with it man because you know my i have so many so much family my uncles my cousins my brother um that served in the armed forces different branches marines navy uh the u.s army my brother um Mm -hmm. can you talk about your time serving this country and also like how did it kind of uh push you towards you know being a wrestler like wanting to be wrestler? like were you always a, a wrestling fan bro like coming up or
4: yes um actually you know my my parents man um I'm originally I'm from, the, I'm from the South originally, so uh, my parents uh, were wrestling fans uh, to a certain point um, back in the day. Uh, but, uh, so I grew up watching uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling mm, and yeah. uh, in, in G- in Georgia Championship Wrestling as well. Um, but the thing about it, uh, I, I watched wrestling uh, as a kid since the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Seeing guys like Steamboat and uh, the late Jay Youngblood, those guys mm-hmm. uh, um, up until I went to college for a couple of years and finished my associates there and then I joined the military um, as far as 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 well, you speaking about my parents right I'll tell you about that later, but uh, so anyway, so I was always I was, I was always a wrestling fan as a kid, mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. mainly wCW yeah, because I'm going to tell you why because like
0: You talking about N- NWA before it was WCW or
4: Well N- NWA from the late from the mid 80s to the late 80s and then WCW uh, in the early right. 90s because um, uh, I saw Beyonce saw more black talent on mm-hmm. television at that time with WCW right. and as a teenager or as as a young teenager that one day, well, where, where, where can I can I ever make it as a wrestler? You only, only saw a few black guys on the WWF at the time, but I saw more black talent on WCW. So I'm thinking in my head, well, well, WCW is similar to NWA, so I kind of stuck with that. Right. You know, that is not that's not that's not the actual the the, the well, that is the main reason. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't watch the WWF like that uh until i was in the military and um when, it, when i was in the military man i always uh I, I always uh just back in the day when you had to get to the cable box to mm-hmm. buy the pay-per-view in the 90s
0: wait, 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 and, wait, wait uh, which cable are you talking about the cable box or the one that i had that you pressed the little button in the back you could steal the pay-per-views because that's the one i had
1: i had well <laughs>
2: do don't you do not have to incriminate yourself on this hammer you do not have to answer that question uh, but uh but i think we all sort of know people of a certain age know about the boxes
4: oh yeah man <laughs>
0: that's awesome
4: yeah man so i would be like uh throughout where i was stationed at and uh i always and i would go watch it live and um and i think it was about around 95 um, when I saw Harlem heat, right. Mm-hmm. When I saw Harlem heat, uh, on, on, on WCW, I told myself, so, you know, I said, um, I knew I was going to make, I want only want to make a certain rank in the military because I knew I didn't want to do 20 years, mm-hmm. but I knew I was going to do enough years for benefits.
3: Right.
4: Um, so once I saw Harlem heat and, uh, I mean, there's no knock on the WWF guys that I saw that were black talent. I just want to see what it was like. Where what, what was my uh, chances?
0: Well, let's be so, honest, real quick, if you don't mind, like like WCW yep. and NWA, because I grew up watching all types of wrestling, too. um you know yeah. Florida Championship Wrestling and everything, uh, AWA, and I noticed that in NWA, um you know black athletes, black wrestlers, they were taken more seriously. You know, mm-hmm. you had guys like Doom, you know, back in the day. Yes, you know, Ron Simmons, you know, right. Um, you know, first black world heavyweight champion Ron Simmons. I would love to know how that affected your your you know right your thoughts. Over Ron- here on
2: over here on WCW have Ron Simmons becoming the heavyweight champion. And over on WWF they got Tony Atlas dressed
0: like the right. fucking simba what Yeah, what they call them. Yeah. Sim- right. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh I went
4: to I went to uh I went to college for two years, so it was a two year scholarship. Anyway, it was two years, two year deal at a uh, uh, junior college. So I was sitting in my dorm room. It was a Saturday night, and I never forget it, man. I was sitting there and I was watching in uh, uh, the VA doing WCW, mm-hmm. and um, to see Ron Simmons. And I never forget this, man. And as soon as they got the one, two, three, and, man, I never forget. I was jumping up and down. I was marking out. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't of course. But it, it solidified something with me. I said, "You know what? I'm going to do this, man. I'm going to do this." That's great. so, yeah. And um, so I after I got my associate degree and finished up there, I had to do a little bit of time. I decided, okay, well, let me join the military. Which I knew I was going to do two things. I knew I was going to go to school for a couple years, and also knew I was going to be in the military for a few years. Um, uh, but I didn't. But but pro wrestling was always was was a dream of mine since as a kid. But these prior to that, I knew there's something, some foundations I had to get in my life first. So which was education first. So uh, when that happened in 92 and I saw Ronson become the champion, uh, I began to believe and figure out, like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this once I'm done with the military. But I know that I am going to end up being a pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. So when I was uh, fast forward. Like I said, when I got stationed, when I came from Germany and uh, stationed in Fort Hood, Texas, uh, I went to a Seal SmackDown. And uh, that's when some of the guys from Ivan Pusky schools were putting out flyers on the cars outside of the arena. And uh, it said, Ivan Pusky School of Pro Wrestling. Mm. And uh, by that time, I knew who Ivan Pusky was because I had been able to watch some of the WWF at that time as I got older. So I became more well-rounded with wrestling and AWA and all that, too, and uh, later on. But uh, when you talk about speaking about me in the military and wrestling, well, when I had to go to Iraq, right, one of the things that helped me get through Iraq uh, at that time was the fact that uh, I was able to take a couple, couple of my, a couple of wrestling tapes with me. And uh, I watched those tapes every single day that I could while being in that desert for that year and for that 13 months. Um, and I knew at that time, so, okay, you're being in that desert in the middle of the night, for 24 days. I mean, uh, 24 seven. Okay. You get to really know what your purpose is and really ask yourself, okay, okay. And I, well, when I knew I was, I wasn't going to be going back to Iraq and Afghanistan, I couldn't do all those tools. I don't think I could handle it mentally. So one tour was enough for me. I knew I got that under my belt. I and being a that I served my country mm-hmm. in this combat situation, I knew that okay, pro wrestling, I'm going for it. I'm gonna go for it. So once we returned back to the States and uh the internet was 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 kind of was out but it wasn't strong as it is now, of course.
0: Around what year so, was it? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, when I came back from Iraq. Yes, sir. Uh, that was, uh,
4: 4 Okay. two thousand two right. thousand four. 2004. Yeah. So, and, uh, because, uh, you know what it was in oh five, 5 right? <clears throat> See, they had this trial camps, and I had a lot of leave days. So, I was able to take, I think I had, like, 45 leave days on my, on my, on my contract. So, I took my leave days and took a week to, uh, it took about three, uh, three days to go to, uh, the uh, trial camp. So I was kayfabing a lot of things before I knew what kayfabe was, right. you know? So I was trying, I was getting into pro wrestling while still on active duty. And see, back in the day at that time, it wasn't as popular as it is now that you could be in the military and still wrestle and box the MMA and sure. do all kinds of things. You kind of had to do it on your own. So, uh, that, th- th- that, that was the route I took. And, uh, so, my, my say, I like I said, I had, I had like two or three wrestling tapes, and uh, I didn't even have DVDs that had the uh, my VHS. Tapes. VHS only because we know you know what the Connex is, yeah. okay? Well, the Connex is where we had a little equipment, well, our personal equipment. So, I had this little small little little television joints. We had a little TV and a VCR at the bottom,
0: mm-hmm.
4: like like a little box, like they used
0: to do it in school, they used to roll it in, yeah. And shit. yeah, 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 yeah.
4: <laughs> so, I took. I had took that. I loaded that up, and I took all my wrestling magazines. And, I, and mind you, I was I was a sergeant at the time. I was, I finished up as a staff sergeant, but I was a, already a squad leader, as a sergeant. So I had uh, my own squad, but uh, and I was like the only only <laughs> sergeant in my company that was a wrestling fan. So. <laughs> uh, sucks. But what? Uh, but, but but all I had, all I have, I had my, my wrestling magazines and uh uh my two three wrestling tapes that i could take with me and i watched them every single day i could over there uh whenever we did have time to down any downtime um and uh i kept it in my mind that if i could make it out of here alive mm-hmm. with all my limbs i was gonna go for this and um sure enough uh we came back and uh as I was finishing up, like I said, my contract in the military, I went to Danny's I, mean, I went to the trial camp. And after uh months had passed, see what I was doing, I was wrestling on the indies and still in the army back in the day, long before it was like I said, it was cool to do. Mm-hmm. So right. I was taking a risk myself. I was taking a risk before taking a risk was popular. Um, yeah, what what like would I, they have
2: found out if you had gotten hurt in the ring and then you had to tell them like
4: Oh well, you see, what had happened was <laughs> several things. Several things. I was a squad leader, and I just got promoted to a platoon sergeant, so I got more rank, so I had more responsibility. <laughs> so I had like a whole twenty-five people I was in charge of in my in my platoon, and uh, I'm kayfabing the fact that, uh, well, I'm still learning how to take a drop kick from the guy who was kicking me in my mouth. <laughs>
0: Did did, did, you, did you did you did you did you ever mistakenly put on your, your wrestling boots instead of your military boots and, and walk out <laughs> people are,
4: What the fuck? Actually are those uh, my very first pair of boots, <laughs> I like, yes I did because they were they No were way, you serious? Ass. Yeah, because I, I put them all together. And That's at so the time, funny. you know, I was thinking about like, okay, well, I knew I was trying to come up with a, a gimmick and uh I like to say that I was uh I think I was in I was I would drive to Missouri or Arkansas on like a three-day pass uh, to go for, I've uh, worked for uh, Bill Nash, Bill, Bill Ash, mm. uh, out of, uh, Arkansas to do shows for him sometimes. And, uh, well, I didn't mix up my boots and put them in, like, it will go to formation with them. But mm. if I wasn't paying attention, my basic first pair of wrestling boots, were real, this real basic pair from like hotspots.com. Yeah. Uh, it, it, having to shine back in the day having to shine uh black boots and having to shine up my uh wrestling boots kind of looked <laughs> the same sometimes mm-hmm. so, so every now and then <laughs> i get <them> mixed up. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I bet the
2: uh, I bet the high spots boots uh didn't last as long as the uh, other boots no. though. <laughs> no, I tell you Because <laughs> they had a rep for being kind of shoddy quality.
4: Ugh. Shoddy, shoddy, shoddy shoddy Sism, man. I'm telling you man. <laughs> Those boots didn't yeah. last long. They busted out on the side. Uh, they look good on on on, on screen, but mm-hmm. no the shits. Uh, drizzling shits. <laughs> the drizzling they're shits. The drizzling
0: shits, man. Yeah. Yo, um. Real quick, man. and vet, and I know you have tons of questions, but I mean, you went to Iraq, and yeah. you're you're in a, you're in a place where it's just like, I can't imagine what you went through. And I, and I do have family that did serve in the military during war, but um. So th- this this kind of like set you up for like it it was almost like an emotional connection it wasn't just like you know wrestling was like your friend was like your confidant was was was, was almost like your spiritual guide through this time yes
4: yes yes so talk a little bit about
0: that and your light at the end of the tunnel right basically yeah. it
2: was hope you're like when i'm out of here this is what i'm doing
4: yes that's that's deep that's deep when um see i was in iraq during the time when we had rpgs this was the first part of the war. See, I didn't, I didn't have to deal with I Thank God I didn't have to deal with the IEDs.
1: Mm. I
4: deal was trying to blow us up with the rockets all the time. You know, when we tried to go get our supplies from down from Kuwait, trying not to get your convoy blown up uh, and having to sit and having to, like, what we call, uh, well, same thing as uh, camp out overnight in the middle of the, a town um, and put up your perimeters and so much this and put up your. Your uh, guard points and, and 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 trying to trust the locals who, if you didn't know if they were the actual the enemy or not, just because they were Iraqis, that don't mean that they were the enemy. And then some were, some were So it was a lot of stuff that you were constantly worrying about all the time, every single day, every single day. So you had a lot of time for me when I could get back to my tent and pop in whenever the generator was working to pop in my uh tent, pop and pop in my tapes to watch wrestling man. I would sit there and have these moments that say, God, if I can make I know I'm here for a reason, but if I can get out of here alive, I'm gonna do this. Because all I could do was every like back then, see later on in the war, you could pick it a- they had to- it got more improvised so you can be able to talk to your relatives back home more often. Well when I was there, the first the first rotation there you couldn't do that. Only but like every few every few months. So you had to resort to letters and when you got back to your base camp, you can get to the, uh, f- to the headquarters phone to get connected, to get another connection, to call home to your family. Um, and you knew for, it, 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 it's just the thing about being in a desert in the middle of the night, right? I would look up at the stars and I would just say, you know what, I have, that's just, this, this, I, I just a bit to just to make it from here and to be able to. I said, I'm going to use this experience over here as part of my wrestling character, you uh, know. So, I, I thought about wrestling, man, so much. Uh, and that's another guy, a couple of other guys who a lot of guys who were in the military became contracted talents with various companies, um, like Chili Willie and a few other guys, and a lot of guys later on, maybe six or seven years later. So there's a lot of veterans that became contracted talent with the the E the WWE Impact and uh New Japan as well. So a lot of us veterans uh did chase our dreams and become pros, man, and um uh, but the emotional connection was for example, I you an example, right? We would uh get a magazine sent to us from AFIS AFIS, which is the military store. And they would send uh uh magazines and i would request i had to put in a request could you please send any pro wrestling illustrated magazines anything i could get my hands on that was wrestling related um i knew it's gonna be with me forever man and just that experience alone itself uh it was life-changing and 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 uh see you do see death and uh unfortunately i did see death not not to it'll be with you for the rest of your life um uh, i remember one time we was doing a convoy mission and we had to bring in some of the uh iraq helicopters that got shot down seeing burnt bodies and seeing people who were burned to death in body bags like i'm actually seeing this in my life and i an entire town thinking if i can just make it out of here i know what i'm gonna do with myself i said i i i I've served my time. I said once this, is, once I'm done, I'm not coming back here. And let me tell you something: the very next year, right, once the, when Vince and the WWE started coming over there under uh, on the black ops under undercover, right, uh, the very ba- this base camp, one of the camps they went to, right, that camp, well, that camp, Chawha was blown up by RPG the very next year. Mm which was the childhood that we built over there ourselves so we can get our food to eat. So uh, trying to stay alive over there was one thing. And having something to focus on to keep you sane as much as you could possibly stay sane to make it back alive. Uh, it, so... and And, 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 all, and everything was channeled for me. It was I was, channeling, I was channeling everything and focusing on like, well, I got my family back home, but uh, I said, uh, what am I going to do when I, what am I going to do with my, with, with, with the rest of my life? Um, how can I how can I use this? Like you said, vit, like light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I knew two things that this was going to be with me. And I was going to take this right here and put it into what I want, put it into my, in, into, into wrestling. And, uh, I mean, I used to take uh, a – <laughs> we had these scorpions over there, right? Scorpions in Iraq are big as I don't know what. Like a lobster.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So, Jesus. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so you you, you, you have to be creative. So I would catch little scorpions. What I, did, I, built, I I would make this little, like – I was a grown, of a grown man, but I'm taking, like, this, my MRE box when my MREs came in mm-hmm. and catch
0: uh, scorpions they, what, and, and make little the, scorpions. Were they the pump-up Reeboks? Did
4: you have no, he pump said pump? he's. Oh, God damn Ray,
2: he's talking, he's talking about M- he's, M- he's talking about rations. M- okay, r- oh. he he oh. took oh. he took his he took the tin right, oh. and I, I think I see where he's yeah. going with this oh. with the scorpions. Yeah, good.
4: Yes, uh huh. And I, and I took the box and made it like a little wrestling ring. <laughs>
0: no,
2: you did <laughs> not.
0: Are you shitting me?
4: <laughs> so I take the scorpions, right? Just, just entertain yourself, man. So I take the scorpions. And, Give the scorpion the name. Give the scorpion the name, so they have a little wrestling match.
2: <laughs> That's fucking great. Well, it had to be. It had to be the black scorpion, and it had to, you yeah. had to be doing uh-huh. the Ole Anderson voice too when you're doing oh, the I commentating.
4: Was, I was creative man. I was creative. Man. I came up with all kind of like uh uh. It was like Sergeant. What are you doing, Sergeant? I said uh, and, hey, you know, I'm just having fun over here. So I had I had a little makeshift ring up my box, a little MRE box, had <laughs> a dead scorpion over here. You know, uh, called him uh. Let's see. Something, something hot, uh, whatever. I think it was a Arab name. No offense to Arab people. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, just coming up with something creative to do. So, I would be able to take taking like you take two pairs and have the two scorpions power, <laughs> give them once a backdrop and uh, dropping the, the scorpion <laughs> del- elbow on them and stuff.
2: <laughs> scorpion, no. the scorpion, yeah, man.
4: So, elbow. yeah, and uh, you just did stuff. I just did stuff that would that, that occupy yourself when we didn't have any downtime and uh and i always kept everything wrestling wrestling oriented for me um and um
0: uh, let's see uh let's see let's see let's see so, somebody asked in the chat earlier yeah. I, I can't find it real quick but um they asked if you uh, worked with ben at all
4: back at ovw Ben. i mean yes sir yeah well not we actually well i think we did train together a little i think he was in risk class i think he, he, he showed class. up he showed up but he wasn't as
2: much of a worker he was like a manager and kind of like he tried to be like a producer and and, and yeah
4: well yeah we uh been uh with as far as like well i always talked to him he's always there for tv on wednesdays and i always saw him in a producer yeah. role because was always in a suit doing business so and mm-hmm. uh but we did have a lot of conversations and they were always uh grown man conversation of course and it, it was wrestling oriented and um but I, I well ben i know he did a lot of work with the uh with deeps with the uh after we had to move from from louisville to tampa i know he did a lot with deep south i mean a uh, deep derby city right
1: mm-hmm.
4: yes yeah oh, so uh working with um i think right here he had a lot to do with ryback's character and uh Bim is always always in a producer's role. So
1: mm-hmm.
4: I learned I, I, believe me, we talked we didn't tweet in we didn't have we didn't train that train together, but mm. our conversations were about the business. Todd Brantley, that's,
2: that's that that's that rib, though, now, because now at his age, he never came to do it. But now he's a wrestler. So he worked oh, yeah, himself. He's in the, yeah, he's, he's he ribbed himself on that one. But anyway, uh, Ray, you got this question from Todd Brantley here. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious to know about this one as well. Timeline wise. Nice. Um, so Cause this Brantley, happened when I was gone.
0: Todd Brantley asked, uh, was Charles the hammer? Was was he there when the uh, the deal with Santino? and the Boogeyman, which led to Cornette slapping Santino. Yeah, I was there. Oh, talk about it, please, if you can.
4: Yeah, basically, we were supposed to, uh, we were all in the amateur class, and uh, Cornette was there working with Boogeyman. So, Boogeyman was going to uh, basically scare the audience, and we had to put them over, okay? Mm -hmm. So, we were supposed to react to it. Everybody reacted to it except Santino, so he, he, Santino decided to sit there like a badass and not put over the boogeyman, um, which led to whatever happened with him and Jim Cornette behind the scenes. But everybody else, we, we used to sit in a certain section in, in the, in the uh, OVW arena. So even though I knew the boogeyman, but I knew what well, I knew. I was still supposed to put the guy over. So right once it, once he did his, his scare tactic, and we react to it. Everybody did it except, uh, Santino. So Santino went into business for himself and sat there like he, like he didn't want to, like, he <clears throat> didn't want to act like he was scared of him, which we knew that's what we were supposed to do. Um, and he knew, he knew what he was supposed to do. I mean, he's, he's a good dude, but he knew what he was doing. So, uh, that pissed off Jim Cornette and, uh, and then I didn't see what happened with them back behind in the back, whatever, like in the back. But, uh, yeah, we were, he was right there. I was there. I was there. He was sitting. Everybody else reacted to it. And Santino's over there looking, sitting like, I'm not going to put this guy over. And I know his daughter was there. Blah, blah, blah. I know all that, too. Um, but he didn't, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Now what That's you know?
2: interesting because I, I was always under the impression that he wasn't smartened up. Uh, and that's why he didn't do it. But I, I don't know that for a fact because again, I wasn't there. This happened during my hiatus. So Santino well, hadn't even he hadn't even been there yet by the time I left. So he came while I was gone. Then this happened. But uh, you know, um uh everybody else got b- up,
4: dude. I remember like it was yesterday. And I can no boy I can tell you boy, no bar, I you know boys a lot of the same age, no big deal. We all grown men. Everybody else mm-hmm. got up and, and reacted and put over the boogeyman like, "Oh snap! Oh, don't get me! Don't get me! Don't jump on yeah. me!" And he sat right there looking at him. Now, hmm. I don't know how he wasn't smartened up, and everybody else was smart. Everybody else sitting there was smartened up. Even the guys that we, we were all, he, he... yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess he wasn't smartened up, but. Uh... In retrospect
2: because it doesn't see it just the, the reason that. i question the reason i questioned it is just because knowing him he had no problem looking like a fool at any given moment and he would do anything that he was asked yeah. to do so it doesn't seem like he would have just refused to do it like oh i'm too cool i just was under the impression that you know he wasn't familiar with the gimmick so because he was always wasn't he always going back and forth uh to canada that's why he had his daughter there right i mean right yeah. He had to go pick her up from somewhere. So I was wondering if he didn't know, if he hadn't seen the boogeyman gimmick, and so he just didn't get it, or I,
4: I don't know. But I, I, I'm uh, glad to have some clarification on it. Boris, I'm th- thank you for asking, man. Uh, and I remember his, his daughter, and you know, I see her now. And I remember, bless her heart, I remember she was like 10 years old. He had her there, man. So, the, you mm-hmm. know, and because uh, he, 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 he had to go get her from Canada, and he would bring her to class sometimes. And she would sit there and watch. So... Mm-hmm. He was doing the right thing uh, as a dad, <clears throat> but uh, I don't know why he didn't. I, I don't know why to this, 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 this think that he wasn't smartened up. Um, how was that? Everybody else in the little section was smartened up and he wasn't.
0: Do you think there was and a point that he looked that at we his daughter together? Was, it, was there a right, point that he looked that? at his daughter or somebody and he said, uh, I'm not going to put over that son of my bitch? Did he say something <laughs> like that? Well, that I don't know. Um, the- <laughs> I want to look good in front of my daughter.
4: Mm. No? Well, mm. I've heard of quite a few things, but see, I'm glad I was there to see it for myself mm. because there was no way that Boris Santino didn't know to react to the boogeyman with 10 of us who were sitting in that little section were told <clears throat> prior to the show we got smart up on what to do. So
2: uh there, there you have it. There you have it. Yeah, man. There's the real because story the from him. When,
4: when he did that, the boogeyman was looking at him like, Yeah, like, Yeah, Uh <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. C- c- couple That's of things truth, real quick. That, um, so uh we had uh I forgot who asked me, but they wanted to ask you about your run in the NWA uh-huh. with this gentleman. <laughs> and uh behind Yeah, that, man, Japan. Is that Steve yeah. Carino?
4: That's not Steve Carino. Yes, sir. Is it? Yeah, man. I held the title in Japan for briefly, and and Puerto Rico too briefly, Uh uh Yeah, uh, Mr. Wrestling number three.
0: Oh, number three, right?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Carino. Carino.
0: How was it working with that guy, man?
4: Working with Carino was cool, man. It was was it was really easy working with Carino. Um, I don't. I can't really. I don't have too many. Have anything bad to say? Um,
0: you say something good
4: let's see uh, <laughs> well he's the reason i got a chance to go to uh japan uh he 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 opened he hooked me up with japan uh with masato tanaka mm-hmm. from Zero One. and uh man we had a good, good we were so i wish we could have stayed longer um and then done more tours between japan and puerto rico because that was i was really getting was really getting to work in there and getting to work two different styles two different territories so everything that I learned in Rip's class, right? Um, I'm glad you showed me, the show that brought that picture, showed that picture because learning what I learned, working with Rip and L, right? I was mm-hmm. able to go to Japan and do this style right here in Japan and uh, in between Puerto Rico. You know, when
0: you were, when you in Puerto Rico, what was your favorite dish, man? What would you like to eat over there, bro?
4: Uh, I like beef ma
0: Yes, see yes, this is why me and Charles get get along, bro.
4: Yes sir, brother. I am so nice man. I, I got hey man, see, this thing, I'm Puerto Rico, right? Man, I, I was a heel, but dude, man, it wasn't once the once the match was over, I I I, I wasn't uh uh uh, uh, uh 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 a a, a cabrone for you. Is that right? <laughs> you know, to the <laughs> yeah, people. I man, no, nah, man. I was I, you know, I like being in Puerto Rico, man. I like the food. Mm-hmm. Um
0: the women, uh, the women aren't too bad either. I married one.
4: Oh man! Well, you know what? I had a, I had a, uh, a girlfriend. uh I, but I, I lost uh, contact.
0: I'll find her. Man, her uh, no, I'm kidding. Man, man.
4: <laughs> I should, I should have, I should have, I should have. Oh man, I should have married her. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golly, man. I mean, she. I mean, she's. Oh uh, man. I think. Uh, I, I, think I like. That uh, smile. <laughs>
0: That's my rice but. and
4: beans, pork chops, man. Oh my i yeah, yes man. Sir, like, man. man like um, Porter.
0: Um, speaking of pork chops, uh, you work with this gentleman. <laughs> this King is B. uh King B, Kenny Bolin. you want to yeah. talk a little bit about Ken, uh K- Kenny Bolin?
4: King B. Yeah, with Bolin, man. If I'd have known then what I know now, oh dude, uh I I, I would I would have with his heat see, with the heat he had. And the knowledge he had, very knowledgeable man, very knowledgeable man. He um, said, he used to tell me, hammer man. If you listen to me, man, we're going to go places, man. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, well, I never had a manager before. And I, it's like my tag partner, Ox. I never had a steady manager or a steady tag partner. So it took me a while to want to trust Bowling to really believe, okay, you did it for Lashley, you did it for Cena, you can do it for me. I said, okay. Um I wish I would have been more more uh done more healish things with him so we could've gotten more heat. Uh the right we've gotten more heat and, and gotten 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 and at the same time gotten some more baby faces over too. But uh I enjoyed working with King Bowling. I wish I could have done more with him. I wish we could have we could have been more of a regular regular thing. I think his health was catching up with him a little bit too, so it kinda slowed him down some of the time. But I like
0: him in the briefcase, man. You
4: know, you know, and Bowling Services
2: briefcase. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Vet, uh, I know you,
0: I, I know I, you have I, a bunch, vet, so you can get into. I'm
2: well, gonna... it, I just wanted to, I kind of wanted to pick up the timeline. So we, uh, you know, once they, sh- once we give you your congratulations, you got signed just like you deserve, and we're happy for you and everything, and we ship you off to Florida. That's where I lose that's where I lose the Charles the Hammer Evans chain of uh, of events here. So so I kind of just wanted to ask about you know what what happened from there cuz uh I okay so I I joke around, right? And I say that because uh, you know, D- Zeus and myself were doing the army of two gimmick. And I said, and Charles took that gimmick down to Florida. Not, I'm just, this is a joke now, but uh, he took that gimmick down to Florida. And if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't, the shield wouldn't have stole that gimmick from him and got as over as they did. So uh, that's the joke, but how close to the reality am I?
4: You're pretty close because, um, all right, like we, we, went, we went to Florida, right? And uh, mm-hmm. we, we were uh, let's see, Steve Kern and uh, Doctor Tom. I think I was trying to come up. I was pitching this idea because I was tagging with a guy named Jay Nobles, and we were uh, mm-hmm. doing like this uh, militant. Well, he was ex-military himself, so we were starting like this militant yes. black tag team. I like,
2: was trying to read about you, you know, on the internet. Once you were gone, like I was trying to read up what was going on at FCW. So I remember this, this tag team uh, that you're talking about. Sorry, go ahead.
4: Yeah. Um, And what we were doing, uh, we were getting ready to start like our own faction. uh, Trying to see if we could could get that over. Uh, Be the type of guys, basically be these two guys that do the same thing the Shield was doing. It's funny that you say that because when I saw the Shield years ago, I said to myself... (laughs)
0: Damn, that hmm. should look familiar. Damn if,
4: that, that, damn if that's not what I was trying to come up with. to do, you know. But did you did guys all, did
0: you guys all join each other's fist and shit and just like <laughs> like wait a second.
4: Nah, we what me and Jay f- had our own little thing oh. we were coming up with because that okay. seemed kind of uh, too. No to disrespect, but it seemed kind of a little sissified to me that part.
0: Oh, and by the way, real quick, let me just jump in and just, and just let everybody know that the Hammer will stay on with us to review NXT 20, uh, July 25th, 2023, the sure, Great yeah. American Bash Go Home Show. Who better to break this show down? So I'm excited about yeah, that.
2: Somebody's you. got to, because I'm trying to speed through it. But anyway, yeah, so like you <laughs> said, Charles, like <laughs> the, I, think, I just think they stole the look, because a lot of times what will happen that people don't understand that the WWE, will someone will have an idea um, whoever it is. And yep. they'll be like, huh? Yeah, I don't think so. They'll tell them, no, we're not interested in that. Right. And then all of a sudden they just put that in their pocket and then they wait and then they give it to somebody else. Somebody else. So, so, you know, we, you, you were down there with us when we were doing the army of two thing, you were doing your own army thing, you know, and, uh, correct me. I don't remember. This is a question. You mentioned chili Willie earlier. Did you guys do something
4: OVW before you left? No, uh, Chili Willy was gone by the time I got there because okay, was, okay, that was that was one of the, back in the day. Well, once I returned from Iraq and I found out that Chili Willie was uh, was it, we, we were in this, both in the, in the army and both in the same war. war mm-hmm. I was like, that's a that's that's automatic right there. So, it's, but he was already gone by the time I got to OVW, so our paths never crossed. Okay, okay, yeah.
2: okay just confused on that timeline. So, so anyway, yeah, so we we do that. And then you go down there and I see those pictures of you, you know, and I see you wearing like the black fatigues, you know, um, and, and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, so tr- Charles is doing that. And then years later, you see the shield pop up out of Florida or whatever. And I'm just like, now, why would they just randomly stick these, this outfit on these three guys that have nothing to do with each other? Like, who else was doing that? You know what I mean? So Nobody. I just always joked around, like, they stole that shit from the hammer. You yeah. know?
4: They did. So. They did. That's intellectual property. See, I learned that in Florida with uh, <laughs> the late arrested soul, Dusty Rose. Uh, we, 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 uh, I, I'm, a, I'm not, I can, I can talk about it now. Well, I didn't see eye to eye with Justin Rose on a lot of things. Uh, okay, I'm, a, yeah, I'm, you, man, I'm you, man enough to say it. I know. Real quick,
0: real quick, yeah. you yeah. spoke to me off air, very briefly. And I said, "Save it for the show." Save it for the show. Yeah, you said that there were a couple of things they wanted you to do that you weren't very comfortable with.
4: Yeah, character-wise, like okay. First of all, when you talk about my parents, right at the time, both my parents they passed on. They all they have passed on now. But see, my dad was like this. He like, "Look, son, um, <clears throat> see, he's." Stop watching wrestling when he saw uh another grown man have to go kiss another man's ass on TV. Aww. He said, "No, nah, that's bullshit." You know? He wasn't through cool with that. And then he said, "Like, son, I know you want to do this, but you're a grown man, don't just so don't you in other words, don't you go out there on television and make a fool of yourself." You know? And uh which made sense to me. Um I read a couple of ideas by it, by Dusty Rose, okay. I had what you call my Ernie Ladd promos. Mm-hmm. Um, by me being a little bit older, well, I was thirty-four, I think, mm-hmm. at the time, and every 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 character that I would come up with that was like this uh, kick-ass character, no nonsense type, um, non-goofy comedy acting guy. Uh, right. It got shot down. So, but the things that that the characters that did want me to play, um, like I had to be this dance, would, like you know the typical stereotype, shuck, and jive. shuck you, and jive. Were you bulldog. were you were you were you asked like, to dance
2: at any point?
0: Jesus,
4: no. Well, it wasn't as, well, that was gonna that was gonna come. Well, actually, actually, uh,
0: <laughs> oh goddamn! Did he did he want to? You a big can't
2: have a black in man it? in the WWE if he doesn't dance. Of some kind. That's just the way they know. are.
0: Gold chain around your neck and have you dancing in a shiny outfit, did they? Be honest. Too
4: Come much. On, it, was, it, was, it was everything, everything. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm straight up, dude. I everything know you was uh <laughs> Everything was uh, like, I'm like, damn, I said, I would tell him, like, I would give Dusty my uh, my Ernie Ladd, uh, I would give him my Ernie Ladd promos, right? He would say, well, uh, that you sound too, uh, too 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 much like uh like a Farrakhan or Malcolm X. I sound too that's too militant.
0: Militant, right? Yes, right. You know.
4: And I was like, well, that's the whole point of it. I'm not racist. I'm not talking about white people or anything. I understand the fact that my that the character I want to play didn't put did, I didn't have time for the shuck and jive. Right. So that's why I would give him my Ernie Led M- Bill watts kind of thing, which I worked on, which I learned intellectual property from. Uh, so he would say, Well, I can see you co- I, I, I gave him my, like my Oakland Raider. I would do my Oakland Raider, my Oakland Raider, uh Detroit Lions old school Cleveland Browns type promo, my my character. Or the Jim Brown type deal. Mm-hmm. I like Everything Brown. I would give him that was that was uh non and Jive, mm-hmm. he would say, Okay, well, i uh we'll we'll think about it. We'll think about it. So that think about it never really came back around until I got released. So So, um, that that, that was one of the the, the frustrating things about the fact that you want to be, I want to be in control. I want want to be old enough to where I knew had enough life experience that, okay, you're looking for, I, I have this military background, legit shoot military background that, okay, I could be either be a hard nosed baby face or this uh, non nice kick ass heel. Don't have to be the biggest guy in the world. You know, you don't have to be six five and three eighty, but just be have enough look to where you can get the the business over or get your point across. Well, I've learned dealing with a lot of the WWE that you can sometimes be too aggressive and if more so than being passive aggressive, well, look, if you, if you passive aggressive, that then, I mean, that's nothing wrong with that, but that needs to be on the right person. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't ask a uh, 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 stone Cold to be a passive aggressive guy or, 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 or Ron Simmons, to be passive aggressive, or better yet, butch Reed to be passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. So it can be done. And you can be the type of heel that backs off and is scared, and you can do all of that, but you got to let people be themselves because if you don't let you be yourself, it's not going to come across as real. You're going to, cause not going to, the people aren't going to believe it. You know, they need to believe that you can, like, 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 like I was taught, like a lot of veterans say, like Al Snow would say, and a few other guys, you need to look like. You need to look like a guy that can kick somebody's ass. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be the biggest dude in the world. You can be a shooter, a hooker, but you need to look like it.
0: Well, this guy looks mm-hmm. like he kicked somebody's ass. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't I don't know definitely. why they can go with that. I'm just
4: I don't know. I don't I, 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 I don't know. Uh that 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 was that was uh man, I, I um and it was so natural for me to talk, especially when I had to talk. I, I it was so easy for me to use my military regulations and put all that in my promos and so forth and so forth and so forth. Um, uh, people like Ted DiBiase liked the gimmick. Um, Michael Hayes liked the gimmick. Um, let me see who else liked it.
0: Uh, I know you worked with a young Cody Rhodes. Did he like it?
4: Yeah, I was always cool with Cody, man. Um, <laughs> I was cool with bet. Cody since 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 day one when Cody first got the OVW, man. And um,
0: So real, real quick, I, I'm, I'm just going to – so. It wasn't, was it anything with Dusty Rhodes? It wasn't anything personal. It was just more of a professional. Like, did you like him personally? And and you're talking about his kid as well. You know?
4: Yeah, I was was cool, uh, I enjoyed Cody, liked Cody. Were they Uh, they two
0: different people? That's what I'm asking, I guess.
4: To me, yes. To me, yes. Um, I I don't have no, I have no calls, And I know everybody in the whole entire world is supposed to look, man. Um, You see, I I see. Dusty Rose couldn't. You could. He couldn't tell me. He couldn't run that job on me. Right. All right. Because when you are telling me, when you would tell me, all right, when I when I would do my Ernie lad, right, mm-hmm. that means I'm telling you about things in life that a lot of other guys haven't experienced yet because they're not old enough or they haven't been on their own long enough. So. I would I would give um, Dusty Rose uh, I would write up characters. I wrote uh, my Jim Brown and my Oakland, like I say, my Jim Brown's and my Oakland Raider character. Right, mm-hmm. took the time to type it up and give it to him. He would say, "Man, this is good shit. This is good shit, Evans. It's good shit. This is good shit." And I was around Dusty Rose like at least three, three to four days a week. It's good family. shit, baby.
0: It's good shit, baby. Yeah,
4: yeah. you know. So keep doing what you're doing, Evans. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what mm-hmm. you're doing. But okay, you know. So. Uh, I'm thinking we're going somewhere with this. And I was like, well, because you remember I was was like, well, I even wrote some stuff for like, well, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Big Zeke. Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ezekiel Jackson,
0: yes.
4: Yeah, we were there together for a while, and I wrote this super-duper cool thing for us, man. Rose didn't like it. So, well, that's too much, too much, too much. You know, I'm like, well (laughs) – I, I I could i I wasn't there to kiss nobody's kiss I, I'm not I was never no ass kisser, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't going to kiss his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not the only man in the in the wrestling business that's man enough to talk about. Hey, you know, I know everybody else in the world loved him to death. Mm-hmm. Thought he was that's fine, but when you steal my intellectual property that I wrote up, right? You no, know, I'm man enough to tell you to your face. Hey, man, that's my stuff. That's my that's mine. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you did you see any 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 issues between he and his son like Cody at the time? Cause you said you got you got along with Cody pretty well. Yeah, all the there's time, cer- man. There's certain people that, that like Cody, some people that don't like Cody. A lot of the people I know that actually knew Cody as a young guy, liked him, including yeah. Ben. Um, so and there's certain people that think he's fake as fuck. So I just wanted to maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you had more of a relationship, maybe clarify, you know, what what your experience is, you know, with probably one of the most popular and over people right now in the business.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can honestly say that um, our conversations, our conversations, um, I never had an issue with Cody, even when I was on the road, even when I, even when I was on the road, man, doing dart matches and house shows. So Cody always called me Hammer, man. He's always, always, uh, he never acts sideways with me because uh, like, he always he showed me we- respect.
0: When he came into the locker room, did he come up from, from, from a door? Like, did he slowly rise up into the locker room like he does in his, what What are you laughing at for? He, did, it? it?
4: Nah. <laughs>
0: did he have, like, a cool no, jacket, no? For, no, oh. no?
4: Yeah, I think he was working with Spears, Sean Spears, and they have a nice little team, and, um... uh, He was down to earth, um... Uh, but for the ones that say he's fake as fuck, um... Maybe he is fake as fuck to some people, out, uh, but I haven't seen, um... Uh, him be fake to me and if he has been fake i guess he's pretty good at it but um
0: well i mean with your your background in the military and and you know you also you're also a worker you know it's, it's very difficult to not only fool somebody who served our country in the military but it's very difficult to fool somebody who's been in the business and also on top of that you know um you were where were you born and raised if you don't mind me asking again
4: actually i was born and raised in south carolina first south carolina
0: all right, so yes, South sir. Carolina, and and you're still in the South. You don't you don't have to tell exactly the vet. The vet doesn't tell us where. We, we assume he's somewhere in the United States, but the vet could be you know in fucking Germany for all we know.
2: It's still classified, Hammer. It's still classified. Yeah, where do you
4: I'm rest am
0: in
2: South head
4: Carolina, up? Man, I'm, I'm oh, back. Okay. Uh, I moved back. Uh, like I said, my parents passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, sorry,
0: sorry to hit that. Uh,
4: it's all good, man. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, man. They, um, you know, you mentioned your dad not too long ago about your dad's passing, man. Uh, trust me, man. Uh, what I realized something else in my life when once my dad passed and, uh, I began meeting so many guys, other guys who lost their, lost their dads and whatnot and the moms and so forth. I began to realize, um, aside from personal things, it's good to know other people who who experienced the same walk in life, uh, because we all, we all are here together and, uh, and you said yourself, wrestling helped you cope with uh, your dad's passing. And I, 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 started, I listened to that a while back. and said, "Yeah, man." I said be Good. surprised how many guys who their fam, their their fathers and their moms either liked wrestling or didn't like wrestling, or but we we as individuals, we have that one common bond, you know. Mm-hmm. And here it we have, and you can't shake it. You can be from another country, or uh, it could be a different race. Mm-hmm. You could be a male or female, and still this magic magic i call it wrestling <laughs> brings us together and, and well, that, another thing about it is real quick it's, it's state, a tight dude.
0: it's a tight family though man like like people you know we argue yeah. with the aw wwe everybody but but whenever people come at us as wrestling fans or people that have been in the business we, we usually get together you know it's like a, it's like a bonding experience like this group of people that we have here in the chat that come here every yep. single Wednesday. You know, you usually down with us. Usually come in with us. You know, we've we've established like a really good family. And 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 you know, for you losing your dad, it sounds to me that you had a very close relationship with your father, like I did with mine.
4: Yeah, He's, he always and, wanted me to. say, Yeah,
0: and and he this always, wrestling, he, this whole wrestling thing, kind of like it helped us stay close to our dads. If that makes any sense.
4: Yes, 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 it does, man. Because uh, I mean, my dad would say, "Well, he well what, what did you say? Well, what, what's your character going to be? What's your name going to be?'" He would try to help me sometimes. He well, "Why don't you call yourself the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the brickyard? Something from the brickyard or the, or the, or the uh,
0: some old South wrestling, something shit. strong."
4: <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and he said he would say, "Well, he just didn't want me to be a, a sellout for television, man. You know." That's I know you said, son, just don't don't go out there and be a fool on television for the dollar bill, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I'm, I'm like, well, I and mean, when I have I learned, you're not going to see me with a unicorn on. I don't care what it is. You're not going to see me with a unicorn on my head. What, what about the cereal? Um,
0: because it's fucking delicious. Nope. Nope. No? Nope.
4: I don't care. Nope. God damn it. You can make six figures. You can make. You can make all the money you want to make, but. Uh, i'm my daughter <laughs>
0: the hammeros <laughs> little hammers uh-huh. little marshmallow hammers yeah come on man okay. that's if good had
4: hammers in there yeah but it's a way to do it man
2: oh. <laughs> right 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 yeah, well yeah that's that's, they, stuff, dude. yeah Just, they that's, they only want people charles they only want people that are going to do that you yeah. know when when they have somebody that has conviction when they have somebody that is strong and you can come off as intimidating you know, like they're just looking at that at, at best, they're looking at it like, well, I just don't want to deal with a guy like this. And at worst, they're afraid of you. And they, they, what they, the- they're, they're They don't want and the, I think a lot of guys, like what you're talking about, the reason that so many guys in the WWE end up being clowns, like that, that, that they do this to so many, you know, great black performers that could have been mega stars is just because they weren't going to push them anyway. So they have to figure out how do you have a, a, a giant, intimidating, strong looking character that doesn't beat everybody. And since they don't have the answer to that, they just say, oh, well, we'll just make them dance or we'll just make, make it them we'll make them foolish or we'll do anything to make it believable that this guy could get beat because ain't nobody beating Bobby Lashley. Like, are you kidding? And they, so when they can't figure out how to get Bobby Lashley over, they just take him off TV. Oh like well, set it home, Bobby Lashley. Like you yeah. know, so so because they don't want a guy like that to be the guy, they just look for any excuse not to have him be that guy, and I I think that's a serious problem for them because they've lost out on a lot of great money that they could have made.
4: One hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. Um, like with Bobby Lashley, you know, I know when I first got to OVW and um, Blaster man.
2: Blaster Lashley.
4: Yeah. 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 So, uh, you you see, and the thing about it is when you prejudge most, if you want to talk about a black talent, if you just can respect the man, respect him for his convictions. it's not always saying that, okay, he's going to be a problem. Oh, he's going to be this. He's going to be that. Well, maybe some guys in the past, but not every single one, you just can't always take typical stereotype gimmick character and put it on a person, and that's what it's supposed to be. Um, no, no, I'm not, no, 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 because you, for goodness sakes, you know, <clears throat> and then you get they're going to they, they chastise you because you speak out on it, because you have something that you stand for. It's just like, okay, you got homosexuals and gay people and transgender, fine, 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 do what you want to do. But if you want to be want, us to be, want people who uh, have conf- certain convictions to respect them, well, respect me too. How hard is that to do? It goes both mm-hmm. ways. You can't just respect a certain a certain group of people and don't respect the other group of people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's respect you know, is earned, don't, bro. That's not it's a real earned. respect.
2: That's not a real respect. That's a fake respect. When you're pretending to respect somebody so you don't get heat,
0: that's not real respect. You know what? You know what's something I'm, I'm noticing also, like, just talking to you and talking to other, um, you know, performers, wrestlers, uh, sports entertainers in the past, and we we lost him, and he's back. Hold on. Let's wait till he gets back. Here he is. Um, what what I noticed is I, I've spoken to a, a few other, you know, guys and girls mm-hmm. in the business of color, Latina, yeah. Latino, a um, couple of uh, African-Americans, so on and so forth. And I noticed one thing. And um, Ezekiel Jackson, it's funny that you mentioned that because we've communicated on Facebook here and there. Yeah. Um, he is a very, now you see the guy, the way the guy looks, right? Oh, he's the whole gimmick, you know, he's the flex and he was a very intimidating looking man. Very well spoken.
4: Very well, yes.
0: Now, now. And, intelligent. I, and now I'm speaking to you now and you're very, you're a very intelligent, you know, very strong, you know, well articulate man. Is WWE afraid of that shit? Do they not want to see And I'm not trying to make this a race thing. That's not my thing. But to me, like speaking to so many people of color Mm -hmm. that have been in the business, I feel like WWE doesn't want you, doesn't want to have that intelligent, well-spoken, you know, tough uh, person of color.
4: I agree. I I realized that uh, when I was told, when I would do my Ernie Ladd promos, that you, that's too, that's, did you have Dust Rose tell me? Okay, you, you sound too, and you sound too, uh, what's the word he used? He was trying to say intelligent, but he put it in another word. Um, but I had enough sense to know what he was talking about because that was the purpose of the promo. You dig it? Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so right. it has certain ones. Uh,
0: like you have to be a carrot. Like you look at Booker T, right? Booker T, you know, You can you dig it? Shook it, dug it, quack, quack. That shit gets over right right. but then you and I'll, I'll use a gentleman like like ezekiel jack jackson because i've I've heard him speak multiple times like god damn that's a smart really well-spoken man like he could have been something other than you know because you know like like ben always says, <laughs> yeah don't say anything just be brian kendrick's heater right you get <laughs> over talk you get over with what <laughs> you get over with character correct that's yeah, how you really yeah. get over so you don't have to be a a, a fucking uh, i'm just saying this you don't have to be fucking incredible in the ring but guys like Hulk Hogan that got over, you know, doing the same five fucking moves, they spoke well, right? What is it? What is it about people of 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 color that WWE uh, over over fifty years or more have been afraid to to really put over without having to slap a silly gimmick on them or a, a bird on their shoulder and have them dance, to, you know, Coco Beware or some shit like that. Like I, I I never understood that, and that is also why I really had tons of respect for The way the NWA, the, the southern wrestling territories, they say, Oh, southern wrestling, so so racist, but
4: yep. uh, I don't know, I don't know. No, you look like a you look like an athlete. Um, uh, I mean, well, well as, as you say, once we, like you guys mentioned earlier, I think the last week, you know, when you get older, you start to see things for what it really is, what for what mm-hmm. they really are, all right, and uh unfortunately those with power and the money i mean it's up to you as an individual if you want to say yes to it or not so uh and it regards if you're on television and 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 because once you paid your dues you paid your dues man and uh certainly if you want to select certain certain people of color or any white people too certain Mm -hmm. ones to do certain things you can uh is the fact is you have other of uh, uh, other races. You can't put a label on every type of race of person. Every every race of people don't stereotype them. Uh that's that's not how you well, that's how they choose to do it. Uh, and like for me, right? If I ever had the opportunity to work for them again, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Which I feel that at my age, I feel like I'm one of the few because not too many guys are fifty years of age and still look the way and still in shape because he didn't take crazy bumps, he didn't do crazy, he didn't do all mm-hmm. these, he didn't have a hard life, a hard living, he didn't do a hard partying and so forth and so forth and so forth. You know, I mean, if Luthers can still go ahead and and in his sixties and in his at his age, it's all about how you take care of yourself, man.
0: Yeah, you had you know? Gagne throwing throwing drop kicks at at sixty five on TV.
4: Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watch it all. I, I love, I love watching it, man. I love, and it's like, it's like you know what? It's the reason I didn't get started in this business at the age of nineteen, and and, and twenty one. Um, and I feel if I, if I would have, I'd have been done with it by now, or I wouldn't have been able to physically move. So I look at Shane McMahon doing a leapfrog. Well, like Rip Rogers said, if you know if you, if you if you if you train up to it, you probably still can do it. So. A lot of things is how you take care of yourself and things that you you say, yeah, at the end of the day, it's up. you just say, yeah, yeah, nay, do I want to jump off this cage and puncture my lungs or not? So you can't, you, 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 it, between that and the stereotype of, of, of having people control you, being intimidating, it's like, look, when I met Vince McMahon, he walked up on me like, what am I going to do? What am, what am I supposed to do? Swallow my nuts or something? No, I mean the fact is, and you hear and you hear this on other guys' podcasts or, or, or interviews. Vince McMahon's a man too, so why can't you carry yourself like a man? Just be man to man. I know that's a, I know that's a lost thing these days because you got to be you, you got to be so so sensitive, and not not I'm not. I'm not Browbeating the thing, but you just have to be have certain convictions about yourself, and it's pretty obvious throughout the years. Okay, the WWE gets to make a fool of you if you let them, if you if you let if you say yes to it. So, for you to stand up for yourself, say, No, I don't want to do it like this, I don't know, no, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. Um, I have. For example you would say well i don't want my kids i only have let's say if i had like a, l- a lot of kids well i don't want my kids to be going to school knowing that their dad well it's a different time frame now so it's- i guess it's different now when i was coming in and breaking in you know you wouldn't want your kids to be at school to know that, okay well my dad has to wear uh my dad's across He wears a dress on on, on TV. Uh, at that time, not 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 nowadays. I'm saying at that time, mm-hmm. but you would want to be able to like protect your own intellectual property, and you could do that by speaking up for yourself and telling them, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do and not going to do." You never see Ron Simmons. It didn't happen. To, it didn't happen to Ron Simmons, did it? Well, he did wear that uh,
2: stupid helmet that one time, but oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got off light uh, compared to yeah. some of the other. You know, he wasn't a Funkosaurus or anything like that. Yeah. But
4: which was, well, bad, uh, which was a bad? Which was a bad? Yeah, it just. It, it yeah, wor-
2: it worked. It worked out. It worked out in the end, but uh, speaking of working out, I mean, my goodness, we we could uh, we could do a part two, a part three, a part four. We could catch up with Charles, but I think we should probably just do our due diligence on this uh, NXT episode and just and okay. just move right into that and i will try to uh blast through it just like blaster lashley and uh not spend too much time so i'll get i'll get charles's thoughts on uh on all these things here because i don't have a lot ray i don't know if you have a lot but uh eh. geez this is <laughs> not bit. um
0: all okay right. So all right I guess okay i guess here we go ladies and gentlemen it is time for n x t
3: because I'm the best hand. You
0: want your shy well, I guess you wait till next year. Come at hit. the time with respect while I get me. Who got a problem? Huh? Tell them to step in. Yeah. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT. NXT was live, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, live on Tuesday, July 25th. This is the go-home show for the great American bash. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just me. It's not just the vet. We have Charles, the Hammer Evans, going to break this down for us. So, uh, vet, take it away, my friend. All
2: right, well. We're going to uh, do a start out with a recap of everything that uh, Dominic Mysterio has been doing on SmackDown, Raw. SmackDown, he defended that North American Championship against Butch. On Raw, he defended that North American Championship against Sami Zayn. And he's back here now with his best lady friend, Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get some heat and then uh wes, <laughs> wes Lee comes out and he's like hey i want that belt and ali comes out and he's like hey i want that belt and it looks like everybody wants a belt i mean what else is there really to say here uh ray um have you been following dominic's exploits now that he is the north american champion under your purview do you now have to watch raw and smackdown to see what he's been up to
0: so he's a deal guys uh hell no I'm not gonna watch anything other than NXT <laughs> right, if I don't have to. Um, I tried yeah. watching Raw when I jumped on PWC, bro, and that shit was just three hours. It was it was an hour. God damn, it was six matches in three hours. So let's just leave it at that. All fucking recaps, all promos. It was just dragged out. Now, um, we discussed last week, uh, Hammer and Vet said that um, if I'm if I quote you correct that. Dominic was exposed yes. in the ring. Mm-hmm. In the ring. And I, I, I really wanted to, to, to hear your thoughts on, on Dominic's uh exposure from last because I know you were definitely uh you definitely watched last week. what did you think of it last week and also uh this whole situation this week, man? I mean everybody wants that um mid card uh, developmental title, apparently. Let me to go. Yes,
4: please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we well.
0: <clears throat> so I was asking, yeah, him, like, him.
4: I think what he needs to do. What he needs to do is, 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 is. Well, the spot he's got right now on Raw, but okay, on the main roster, mm-hmm. it would help him better. Help him the more he comes back to NXT and works, just works, works. Just works on the fundamentals there, because the the, the people they already want, they already want to get behind him. Whether he so he'll whatever. Get behind him or not, but if he focuses on just doing the uh, mid card, if you will, mm-hmm. he'll grow from there. But which, which by doing less and just keeping that heat he's got and growing, growing, growing from there, because uh, with the ring positioning and what to do, you knowing when to do with this and when to do that. It's different from doing it in Florida down here in Orlando than all over the entire universe.
2: I know he skipped
4: that. NXT. He yeah.
2: skipped it completely. And but you well, know he's right, he's exposed. And and also you see everybody else in NXT, I'm not sure they're getting trained either. So I don't know what they're doing down there in the performance center these days, because I see the same problems or worse that Dominic has. He might as well have
0: skipped it. One thing
4: one what thing you- I noticed
0: Go ahead, you go, ahead, you, you, go ahead, Hammer. Yeah, oh, me I'm jumping?
4: looking at my yeah. notes. Uh, uh, well, notes? You, okay, I
0: see. We don't do notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
4: this brother came prepared. When you're going what 100 fuck? miles per hour, man. 100 miles per hour. Mm. You, 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 it's like the same thing was told. It's just it's like it's been pre. What's the word? Prehistorically said before, when you go a thousand miles per hour and you blow things off just to go get to your next little spot of move, um what you just did was ill It was it wasn't doesn't mean anything. Ill-effective. So if you're taking a bump, if you're getting a knee to the whatever we want to call it now, the triple knee to the face, and mm. you can't even stay on the mat three seconds before you go up to the top rope to do your frog splash. And then you forget to come back to you at least at least could say what just happened to you if you're going to do all that. I know it's modern, I know it's quick, I know it's fast, but man, you got to you got to have a like Butch Reed used to say, you got to put something by it back in a hold somewhere. At some mm-hmm. point, let stuff breathe for a second.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you get a knee to the face, you don't just get right back up like you're just saying. You know, you you you, yeah. you, you, you think you don't, but. One thing I noticed this week, week, and and this is something that's been bothering me, guys. Um, When Mm -hmm. Dominic grabs the mic and the fans start to boo, he has this this inability to keep a straight face. He's always smiling and laughing like, oh, my God, people, they like me or they hate me. And I noticed this week was the first time. I don't know if it's an effect of being in developmental that when they started booing him, he actually looked angry at the crowd instead of breaking into it like a. Like, like you know, you know, you know when you get that little giddy yeah. feeling, vet, like, oh, exactly. I'm over, you know. All oh, uh-huh. th- did you not notice that, guy, sir? So maybe I'm just. I, I
4: don't know.
0: The yeah, vet was put on his socks. Go ahead.
2: I yeah, I don't pay attention to any of this.
4: Okay. Go ahead. Vet. It's, it's good that he is noticing it and taking his time.
2: Because, because what he's doing a lot of the time is he'll he'll raise up the mic and he'll be expecting the people to start booing and he'll put it down before they even start booing. Right. you know russo pointed that out before like he'll just he, he knows it's coming so he just stops talking before the booze even come because he knows that's the spot well you know all right but anyway let's move on from this uh mackenzie's with tony and stacks they get interrupted by the football guys i don't th- mm-hmm. really think there's much to say here uh schism is in the ring you know with the job entrance trick and mellow come out but that's not all then uh they show how last night at Raw, uh, Lyra Valkyria was apparently there to challenge Rhea Ripley uh, mm-hmm. on a digital exclusive. Um, uh, and then, uh,
0: go ahead. Oh. What happened? What's, what happened? Hammer. You don't like that? It's awesome. No. Huh?
4: Slow down. Slow down, please. God, Oh,
0: God. Who? Who? Me? I'm,
2: okay.
4: No. No. The. Um, what's the girl name? Val... Uh, about about
2: oh yeah yeah we're not we're not to the match yet this is just her this is her talking and and challenging for the promo and then she does the interview where she says you know i need to know where i stand so she's basically challenging the top of the heap because she needs to know like well I best basically in another way is like do i still need to be down here in nxt with these bums or can i move up to the real <laughs> to the real show is basically what she's saying with this promo here that's what i think um but then we get uh, we get Dragonov and then we get the six man tag. So here's the six man tag with Dragonov, Trick and Mello versus Schism. Um, now Charles, when you're talking about 100 miles an hour, it's like every tag match in this. You really they don't take their time with it. They just rush through it as fast as they can to get to the next spot. And it's a six man tag anyway, so maybe they feel like eh, it doesn't matter. But um, you know, what, what's your view on that? What's your, when you're in a six man tag for TV or something, something of that nature, um, you know, rip really made it simple for us to do. one hundred Yes, sir. But we know it just can't be that simple for the WWE and television. So everybody's got to get some shit in. So what was your experience like with that? And what did you see from these guys on this night?
4: Well, a six man tag is the, is the Is it one of the easiest matches there is in pro wrestling, man? Six man tag, as we know, you get in, you get out. Everybody, nobody gets hurt. You do this, you do that, and it's everybody puts everybody over, and you finish up easy. You finish up the match in the easy, smooth way, uh, psychology wise, um, instead of six months, which ends up being a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Mm -hmm. I watched it, and then. When it started breaking down was when there was too much going on compared Mm -hmm. to let me get in, let me get control, let me tag out, let him in, let me get control. Smooth transitions like that, which a six-man tag is the gimmick of the match. It's a tag match. Right. Right? So it seemed like to me, you should have more than enough time to have six people tag in and out that ring at least two times if you wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm instead of six individual spots going on, which mm-hmm. <clears throat> end up being, like I say, when you go too fast, it looks like a blur, which is what mm-hmm. it end up looking like. I say that because it was told to me before. I thought uh, lots of times, and when you have experience now, you can say, okay, you understand. Later, unfortunately, later, they're not going to learn that until later. When you're in a six-man tag. And... Sometimes in the six man tag, you have guys trying to do their own thing, their mm-hmm. own little spot, uh, so they can get highlighted. And it's like, well, okay, well, what is there? Any, like the El effect? Is there any other piece of business that we need to have? Are we trying to get over it here while we doing this six man tag? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A, a future business we trying to set up for future business or what? Yeah. Well,
2: in this case, we had uh, a little bit of business, which is fine, like, um, because, you know, I think what you're saying, when you're talking about the way we were taught, it's basically, you could basically have the match without talking to any of the five other guys. If If you just have one person to be like the battery that runs the whole match, they can tell the other five guys and the ref what to do, and then you don't have to worry about anything else. Now, for this particular match, the only thing they really need to worry about was the finish because with the finish, they wanted Dragon off to accidentally take out Trick so that sets up what ends up happening later in the night so that's really the only thing that you have to pre-plan is that one spot and the rest of it can be improvised but like you said you know we got to get our stuff in and you know who knows how much of that is them and how much of that is their agents telling them hey we need to do this i think this would be really good sometimes the agents want to overcomplicate it so that if they pull it off it makes them look like hey that was me i came up with that yeah, yeah. you know so yeah. they were, we're all we're all trying to yeah all right we're all trying to get over so so that's basically it but uh but you know the good guys yeah. win and right. they did set up the heat don't, um
0: don't forget Vet. the the two guys in the mask is definitely the diamond mine. definitely, definitely the them brothers.
2: oh yeah i totally definitely. did forget brothers. about that but you you were on it you saw that was them that was okay. absolute one
0: hundred percent the the uh, the Kree brothers. So. Did
2: you see them back so, oh no you didn't cause you didn't watch SmackDown and Raw, but they were they were like backstage getting walked by, not in masks. Really? Uh, brutus yeah i think I, I can't remember if it was which one it was or both the chat can tell me but the the creed brothers were definitely on one of those shows in the background getting you know doing the whole hey i'm in the background thing people are walking by me okay so, that works so there was that um but yeah so i mean what do you think ray did this uh properly were, did this get you excited to see uh what was going to happen between trick and Dragonov later
0: i gauge i gauge this uh, by watching the reaction of the crowd not the piped in crowd not, not 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 the noise that they add but but the reaction of the actual crowd that's there and then the people that were there seemed to be enjoying it they seemed to like it and it seemed to kind of even though it may have been a thousand miles an hour like hammer was just saying or whatever um it's still for me i saw like a high energy start to the show and okay. it kind of carried over until one point there's one match that i feel kind of took all the energy from this show and just went right down the toilet. And I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with the vet's least favorite thing in professional wrestling.
2: Ah, I see a good teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, later on, we're going to see some beatdown footage. So that's exciting. Don't change that channel. I like that. Uh, and then we get a sort of, now this was a weird, like Tiffany doing like, it's like a combination of like a promo, but also like a hype package so she's like narrating her own hype package and talking about her match with the Hale. so there's that and then our next match is von wagner versus big body javi this is over in seconds um and yeah. then uh and then braun attack so here's a squash match charles you've seen your share of squash matches you probably squashed a person or two in uh in your day uh what do you, how do you think this came off
4: you broke up on me
2: oh sorry I said uh you probably had a squash match or two in your day. This was another one. Um, how do you think these guys pulled it off?
4: Good. I didn't have a problem with it. Okay. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, because it was it was setting up business with uh uh breaker anyway, so it didn't need mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't need to be a long match.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. did, 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 did it did it do the, to you what it did to me where Breaker came out of nowhere? And I was like, oh shit. Like, oh, this is you know, this is cool. Like a little bit, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing these two guys in the ring. Like, oh, okay. This is a nice. But at the same time, I'm like, oh shit, isn't Braun Breaker supposed to be promoted? Into this? I guess the whole Scott uh-huh. Steiner thing. What is it? Uh, not he's Scott he's
2: been he's been trying to be promoted for like a year and a half now. I don't
0: know, man. That oh, shit with yeah. his dad, bro. Yeah,
2: I just I
4: know, man. It's, it's,
2: yeah. but uh but 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 as as for as for Braun though, like um you know, we, you know, w- w- what is your evaluation of the kid and Everybody, where he's at in relation like to him. his, um yeah?
4: I would love, to, I would love to work with him, man. I would love to be like, a, like this OG carpenter mechanic. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to, I would love to put him over. Damn, man. I mean, um, because a guy like that, he's a natural athlete. He seems like a good dude, and in, in, in general, that you can get mileage out of. Mm-hmm. I mean. I love to have him squash me, man. Damn, man. Because will he, be able to teach and, teach and he'll pick up on some things and learn some things. So you
2: still get that itch, too, where you you look at a guy and you're just like, oh, if only I could. You're, you guys aren't doing it right. I want to I wanna teach him, right? You still get that, right?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me put him over, man. Let me put him over. Golly. And believe me, we don't need a kitchen sink. We don't need it. The <laughs> no
2: no we don't but nope it's
4: basic yeah. psychology dude man and, and 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 the fact that you can take god leave man get so much more out of less if you do it the right way man i'm telling you
2: yeah and I, I think you. their mistake is that they want to get everything out of everything right away and then they wonder why the crowd gets burnt out on somebody when they haven't even figured out who the guy's supposed to be yet you know that's right
4: that's right that's it's a right. shame. yes sir um
2: we'll see what we get out of gable steveson because he's walking mm. to the ring but before that uh Mello tries to straighten things out with Dragonov and and uh you know ha- ha- calm his uh future opponent down and then uh trick is still hot so they kind of have to separate those guys there so a little more teasing uh and then steveson enters and he's uh interrupted by one half of the corbin twins um I guess we're gonna have a match. Uh, match of yeah, the match. Yeah, that's
4: interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting, man. I tell you.
2: Yeah, what'd you think of that that vignette from last week where he walks into the forest and sees himself standing there, and his self is taller? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I told you they're on a fucking hill. That drop. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Hammer.
4: I'm like, I'm thinking, is it gonna be like a a, a miniature Undertaker Corbin tag team or? <laughs> <laughs> where where they wanna where they going with it? I mean,
2: yeah, where? Is it? I, I guess they're going to a regular match with another guy. That's where I, they're going.
0: I I loved how I loved how you and Ben were going back and forth. How how he thought uh, that that Happy Corbin, not the Happy Corbin, the homeless Corbin, was 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 really fucking great. And you were like, "Well, no, this is the sh- it was the shit. You guys are <laughs> yeah, going back was, and forth. It was, Baron Baron Corbin is. In my opinion, the the epitome of that guy just right in the middle. He's a mid Carter for life, but but he can but he's had a, a long successful career, mm-hmm. and and I kind of like, I kind of like the whole you know, I've made a long career off of doing what I do best type of thing. Where he has a nice car, he has the beautiful house, he has the it doesn't have to be flashy. Ric Flair, but he knows he knows who he is. Who is he? He's a toy. yeah yeah you know that's
4: cool yeah.
0: So, if you know, yeah.
4: I mean, if you know your spot, if you know your spot, and you, and if they let you, if they let you, you know, if they yeah, let if you, they let you, if yeah, they let you, the
2: and, and but I think, see, that's exactly it, Charles. I think they like keeping him around so they can fuck with him. I think that's what uh-huh. they like,
4: because yeah. they could have
2: just released him a long time ago because they weren't getting around, they weren't getting as much out of him as they probably hoped they were when they signed him. So, they're just entertained by saying, oh, let's have him do this uh, casino gimmick, and let's have him have a sidekick that tells bad jokes, and we'll waste TV time on that just so he'll be uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, but oh, the kid, I'm, I'm sure he's very comfortable in this nice car, <laughs> in this beautiful house. I yeah, See, I... I- Listen, that's what everybody listen.
2: says that's what everybody says uh ray but they they would like to have all those things which they would have anyway with a better gimmick and better treatment see right. the, it doesn't have to be you're either poor and pushed or rich and buried it doesn't have to be either or you can you know they want they want to be you know treated with respect and be rich so that's i mean that's the hope at least but
0: oh big big update real quick uh all the cookies are gone elizabeth We've, me and my wife went through all three of them fucking things, and now I have oh, diabetes. But, oh my God. Now I <laughs> have really
2: diabetes. Good. All right. Well, everybody wants to
4: have diabetes, man.
2: All right. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't have it. If Ray survives till next week, uh, that'll be great. If not, perhaps uh, we'll, we'll just slide the hammer into the co host. Tune in
0: next that? week. Yeah. The next
4: level. I got you, man.
2: <laughs> all right uh dana and kalani walk and cora walk and then Rhea stretches her leg on dom what a lucky guy and then uh we get to, uh what i think ray is gonna call the down point of the show which is the <laughs> dana brooke versus cora jade kendo
0: stick match bro. let me tell you bro so Boy. first yo let me tell you real quick I'm, I'm just gonna and i'll let hammer jump in yo as soon as I saw them say kendo stick match, I said, "Vet <laughs> is not going to watch this shit. He wants nothing to do with this. I'm going to say this real quick. These two girls, I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, Hammer, maybe you can kind of break down. What, I think Dana Brooke was going. You remember you said 100 miles an hour, 1,000 miles an hour? Yes. That girl grabbed that fucking kendo stick and was lighting Dana Brooke up. And I think yeah, there were yep. some receipts to be had. Uh-huh. You she, felt that she, too, huh? Oh, I sure did. So, so why don't yeah. you break that down, man?
4: Well, for, for anytime you got kendo sticks, you're supposed to be. I got one of my L Snow moments. You're supposed to have you're supposed to work it, or you can get in and whoop someone with those things, mm-hmm. which is what was going down. It was so and that was obvious right there. That was obvious right there, man. So damn, she's beating the crap out of this girl. It's like, well, is it is it to get rid of her or something? Or or is someone telling her to. Do what? Just take liberty with me? No, 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 no. Because, no, because, because I, I heard him say, "Well, maybe she wants to put it on Instagram or something." Her, her, her after, after, her after effect photos, and mm-hmm. I'm like, if if, if if you don't take your time out there, with, first of all, one or two, it's okay. It's like a Rips book. It's a threat of the Kendo stick. First of all, sure, the threat of the thing. Now that you're gonna not out of each other. What is it really? What, what 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 does it mean? It turns personal or something. So that's what I thought. I'm thinking the way, as, like you said, uh, 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 big right soon as they come to, her to finish talking about it, she was on it like thank god, poop on her owner. Boy, I'm thinking she's on her man. ass. She was
0: on her, on her ass. ass Dana Brooke, I'm gonna Dana... Beat this
4: girl's ass.
0: And right? even, the, even during the finish, even the finish when she got the pin, she kind of gave her like that fucking like a couple of smacks across the face. That, look, I don't know if you saw that. You saw that too.
4: Yep. That little subliminal stuff. See, that's the that's, that's the thing about being a worker, but See, now, man, I wish I could talk about this all day. You see, I was watching that stuff. so you know what? Hmm. She's pushing it. She's pushing it. She's pushing it. That's not. That's not. She. You know, it's something else going on there, and we we can see that. You see. I was thinking, about well, maybe she's gonna take this, see, take this Kindle stick and slap her across the face with it to knock her out for real, you know. Since we mm-hmm. want to take liberty with each other here, because at the end of the day, you're the one in there that's got these damn scars on you, these welts on you, that you got to show up to your buddies and friends. Oh, look at all my scars and welts. That shit hurts, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, <laughs>
2: as as as, as Frank's as, as Frank's pickleball ass says, maybe they're just great workers. Bro, this is Dana Brooke and Cora J we're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking get, get the hell out of here?
0: And, and also, man, I, I don't know, man. WWE keeps this girl around and and again, she's done more than I have ever done, you know, when it comes to wrestling. she Hey, she's been on TV for many, many years, but she is very disliked. The fans don't give a fuck about her and and, you know, there's an old adage in professional wrestling where, you know, you get booed Fantastic. People you get cheered. Fantastic. But there is no reaction with Dana Brooke. The only the only reaction she gets on a weekly basis is they that there's a lot of natural hate. It's not good hate. It's not like that right. Dominic Mysterio hate. It's just like, oh God, get this fucking woman off my TV. I'd right. rather see that young girl. That girl. There's so much the the the, the light skinned girl. Yo, there's so much money on her. That good looking girl. Oh my gosh, a good
4: looking woman, man. Yeah, there's a lot of good looking girls there, man yeah
0: i'm just mm-hmm. saying i mean not just in the wrestling ring if you know what i mean brother yeah oh yeah, yeah
2: oh man. well i i i get to disavow this whole match oh, uh good. and so i'll just tell you that uh she does dana does hit the swanton on cora and the chair and the sticks for the win so yeah. um you know one two three and we're out of here yes. but yes um good breakdown guys uh now Carmelo Hayes is going to warn Ilya Dragunov, hey, man, hey, hey, you know, hey, and then Ilya's going to be like, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, They so they hey. warn each other, okay, um, on, and then man. Tony and Stax come out to the ring, and then we get a little thing of Drew and Charlie joined by, Ray, who do they join by? Damon Kemp. All right. So he's going to show those guys a thing or two. Um, and now we get the match of the football guys versus the wise guys with scripts on commentary. Uh, so I'm going to start on this one. Cause uh, we, we I, I'm watching these guys, the, the grand theft auto football guys. Like I, I'm interested because they are a couple of big, big slabs of meat. And uh, you know, uh, it looks like whenever I see guys like that I'm like okay are they going to kill somebody or are they right. you know what are they what are they going to do so you know I'm I'm watching them and they seem to be relatively safe
0: they're pretty good uh, right
2: but yeah. here's the problem mm. um the and music. Charles I'm sure you noticed this if you noticed anything uh these two football players got tossed the fuck around in this match like it was a same size match. You had the you had the stacks and them just suplexing
4: them and throwing them and just like 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 they were cruiserweights in there. That's an overkill. Uh, the, the suplexes, the 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 suplexes and the throws and the Germans and the Japanese. It's too much is And if it's, if you're gonna do it, you don't have to do hundred fifty thousand of them, man. And 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 see again. That's why I in my heart I was like, you know what? Damn, I wish I could work with these guys. Like, look. Mm-hmm. One German is cool. Let that be. Get you hit me with one German. Boom. That's it. Let me sell. Let me sell. Let me sell it. Let me sell it. I don't care if you're six five. Let me just sell the doggone thing. That way you can get something out of it for later on. And see by them not knowing right now that okay, since they're into all these throws and Germans, and it's the thing. It's the what you call it. It's the uh flavor of the month.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, to, to do. Well, how about uh, how about try blocking the Germans? How about try blocking that? Even you know, if you, if you get, say, if you want to do soup, do a lot of suplexes, then how about try put over once you put over blocking the suplexes, blocking this one, blocking that one, block it, block it, block it, work for it, and then get one instead. Of yeah, just, you get so one, this. yes. One. Right. So you're right, Vet. I mean, yeah, I'm with you to Vet. Trust me, Vet. I, 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 I'm learning how to kind of say this on, 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 on this. On, on, on podcast time. Sure, sure. Because I'm only gonna I'm only say it because it was taught to me of the mistakes mm-hmm. I made. Mm-hmm. So and I'm healthy enough to where I can work with some of these guys and say, hey man, let me get in here and show you this so you can be around here next 15, 20 years. Okay? And still be functioning at a certain age. At be be, be my age and still be an athlete. That's what I want them to know. So sure. They get so instead of getting taught in your football play that's another thing the guys have to learn they'll learn it later they will they'll learn it later the athlete you're still an athlete you know you gotta you know how would Dr. Def Steve Williams get you to want to do this you know
0: do Hmm. Hmm. you think those two boys know know who know who uh, Dr. Def Steve Williams is probably
4: uh, pro- uh unless someone unless they uh they might I wouldn't put but money on it <laughs> I
2: don't think so <laughs> they man. they should learn they should probably learn they should Although- learn probably learn Although at and this point they they look a, a little more uh, safe working than Dr Death was sometimes so I'll maybe what, they're they, ahead they, of the yeah. game in that way
0: Those those <laughs> two those two kids they 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 looked a lot safer than the Cree brothers when they first came in
2: or still or still, or still, the Creed brothers still don't give a fuck. But I mean, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'll, well, I'll just say from experience, you know, uh, when Charles hit me with a clubbing forearm, I didn't just bounce back up to get another one. I just waited until he told me what he wanted me to do next. That's, that's what a worker does. You know, I'll sell that's that. Worker does. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and I'm not in a sell hurry a to get forearmed by Charles the Hammer Evans. Okay. So I sell one, and that's good. And the same thing like the you're one. saying with the suplexes you you work for it. it i mean like we get it that tony d has got an amateur background so you you can understand he wants to suplex somebody but these guys are much bigger than him so it would be much more exciting to see him go for the and tell the story of him going for it like you're saying go for it go for it go for it and then maybe right. they come off the ropes and he use the momentum and get one right, you know toward the oh. end because yeah, then it's yeah, not yeah, now yeah. now you're not just dead lifting a guy that outweighs you by 75 pounds you're actually using the ring to your advantage and telling a story at the same time but In reality, none of this should be happening. He should just be getting his ass kicked, getting his ass kicked, getting his ass kicked. Then he reaches out of the ring and then stacks hands on the crowbar, and then he kneecaps one of these guys while the ref's not looking, and then he gets the win because he's supposed to be a mafia, Don. So why are we sitting here suplexing guys that are twice your size when you should just be cheating anyway?
0: And I'll even say this. If if you're going to get that one suplex in, and I was thinking this during the match, if you're going to get the one suplex in, have that. Have that young kid that got suplexed, that big boy, sell it like he's never been off his feet. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. React to it like, oh my god, like, oh, oh. what the fuck just happened? I never, I never
4: what been picked happened? up and thrown. What the fuck? But, yes, 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 yes. But no, they,
0: they, they, but they, if, they
2: Yes, but instead of that, we take this promising young team and beat them in their second match ever on wow. television, and and so now we're supposed to care about these guys after that. Uh, it's kind of. Very disappointing. Not as disappointing that? as seriously. Why
0: but why would they why would they take this this these two good-looking young big kids and have them because... lose in their second fucking match? It makes no sense. I'll tell all.
2: you what. I'll tell you exactly why. Because why? in their mind, I'll tell you in their mind, all they care about is getting to Gallus versus the family. That's the match they want to have for the tag team titles at Great American Bash. In the meantime, these guys just happen to be there. They're big enough for the wind to make them credible threats, but they're not experienced enough for, in their mind, again, I disagree with this, but... They would be inexperienced, so a loss wouldn't hurt them as much. I say well, just, don't, just don't put them in that position to begin with. You don't, need, you don't talk. need yeah. more credibility for the, the family. They, they're credible enough as it is. We, we've, we've seen them go back and forth with Gallus about the stupid prison skits and, and, and the, the deception and the Scooby-Doo and all that stuff. So that's enough build up for the match. We don't need to go over on the new kids that have a bright future ahead of them um because now we've seen them beat and we're like oh these guys already got beat in the fans minds that's how they look at it
0: well that's what counts uh-huh right the mm, fans exactly. reaction anyway let's move
2: on right so. all right so uh we do get a boring message from gallus on the screen it's mm. very boring um uh Dijack says that one win by eddie thorpe doesn't prove anything to him especially since DiJacks never won so it definitely doesn't prove anything to him he doesn't know what having one win is like so uh that that was that promo uh then they get a shot of zion clark in the audience which is a guy that was born without legs you seen this
0: guy right the mma fighter
2: i i looked him up and um yeah i i don't understand how he exists because it's Are not you? just that he doesn't have legs but it's like uh, he doesn't look like he has a stomach like where does where does food go i don't understand
4: uh, where are they trying to go with this man see it's like it's like what, what it's, it's, see that, that, again that goes back to just silly stereotypes man and, and with silly stereotypes what what how was this going co- coincide in with anything in real life and and if so what are you trying to get out of it for for for, for is it just a, what are you what are we trying to do with this uh okay. for which part which part coincides what, what, with real life? Uh, what, what's the guy's name with no, leg, no legs?
2: Zion Clark.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you gonna? Okay, we understand. He, how do you take that fact that he doesn't have legs, and how you make that? Well I,
0: I don't think he's in arrest, wrestle. Something to the, huh? I th- I th- I think he was. So what? What it is is, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's just a so social media phenom. And they just want him to be there just to say he was there. So, well,
2: he's a a mixed martial artist for one. I mean, he's an amateur wrestler. Yeah. So, you know, he's out there doing that. And I think they just wanted to show that he was there. But I mean, I don't know. I doubt they're going
0: to put him in the ring. They didn't give, well, Nah.
2: Well, let's move on from that, yeah, yeah. and let's talk about <laughs> let's really talk know. about uh, Roxanne beating up Blair Davenport in a Mexican convenience store. I want
0: to talk about Roxanne's jeans. What? Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I know,
1: right,
0: <laughs> bro? I, I'm sorry. It, well, when, uh, I'm gonna put it this way when when I'm supposed to watch these two gr- two girls fighting, and I'm speaking as a man, so forgive me if I'm I'm being a man right now. But um, I couldn't, you the know, goddamn. She was wearing them jeans real well. That's all I have to say yes, about she that. She was. Hammer, your
4: thoughts. Yes, she was, man. <laughs> uh, several things. Uh, but, uh, man, she was really putting over those jeans, man. And she's got the nice body. That's what she, <laughs> she um, sure does. The 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 actual scene could have been more, more vicious, but I agree. I can see that she wants to put the sexuality in the and the whole sensual thing. Mm-hmm. But she should have really, really, really kicked her ass. If she's gonna yeah. be that sexy, like Stone Cold Booker T really, type, type shit, tea. yeah, it was too hokey to me.
0: Like remember when Stone Cold you was what in what I mean? a, and and Booker T were in the uh, the grocery store that type of thing. Milk just right. have those two girls just throwing milk on each other and maybe they lick it yeah. l- lick yeah. it off each other. What? Hmm. hmm. Yeah, it's like
4: Happen? well, well what, what, what's the what's the real maybe British some Jaritos right?
2: I think is more uh, apt <laughs> than milk.
4: Jaritos.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Hammer. Sorry
4: yeah i mean like i say yo it's, i mean i get I, I get it i get it very sexual young very sexual sensual and sexual that's cool if you're going to be that sexy the more then the more she should have kicked her ass
0: agree agree no I, I get it how, I, I get what you're saying
4: I, i'm saying how yeah you know so, well but
0: that's
2: in, it. in fairness in fairness uh she did say that was just a taste of what she was going to get at the great american bash so maybe there's more violence to come maybe there's more genes to come uh Mm -hmm. maybe the cops are going to arrest her because we saw the sirens and the lights outside so who knows if she'll make it to the bash or (laughs) is she going to be in a tony d'angelo
0: situation where did you like the store owner when he's like behind the counter cowering but he's at the same time videotaping what's going on
2: yeah and it was nice of him to give the footage up too, like to the Oh, yeah to the performance center you got to surrender your footage to the performance center at all times you know you can't just record wrestlers without giving it to the performance center
0: we lost charles for a minute
2: oh. Bad reception right. well when he comes back in uh supernova sessions right now we've got two cups
0: well you know i don't disagree with this whole and uh, he's gone i don't disagree with this whole situation because supernova uh what's his name what's his name uh What's his name? Noam Dar did not technically lose the title, and what do they do in MMA? They always have an interim champion. Interim. (laughs) So this is an interim championship cup that they're doing, and then whoever wins. And well, but they 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 let Oro Mensa compete
2: on his behalf, so that should be a done deal, then, right? And he's, and he's supposedly getting heel heat by walking it back. Like, no, that doesn't count. Uh, even though it counted, it doesn't count. Like, well, is that,
0: I mean, were contracts signed, you know, and, and in these contracts, like what, what was the fine print? I mean, you can, you can get around anything. This
2: uh, is where, this is where actually using the rules of wrestling and having like stuff, you know, that's like uh precedent. And and what fans might think is boring and doesn't matter, but it comes into play in times like this when you can just say no, no, because blah blah blah. So if we knew what to expect, then you can make mm. angles out of it.
0: I wonder if we're gonna get Charles back. Well,
2: let's speed through it anyway let's, and let's... hope that he comes back in time for the only match that's really worth talking about.
0: Let's go fast forward then.
2: All right, um, so we get a Chase, you uh, and a Thea package training montage thing.
0: I'm t- I'm like texting. It? I'm sorry. I was texting Charles. Um, what was it? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That
2: Just was... the Chase U Thea package. Oh my god, it's yeah. Chase
0: U. I love every fucking thing that's Chase U. Okay.
2: Um, and then we get uh we get Rhea Ripley making her entrance, and then the uh Lotharios maybe break up. Maybe last week, maybe it was last week that they uh, you
0: know... I don't think they're gonna break up. Um, I actually, I kind of like they that yelled at each team. other with no shirt on. I kind of like that tag team. Oh, I was going to tell you something real funny. So okay. I was, I was, um, going down a rabbit hole on, on Google maps. You know how they have like the, the actual app and it takes you to wherever location and Google the Google anyway. So I said NXT, the NXT performance center, right? Number one, mm-hmm. doesn't look like what I thought it would look like, but you know, that little parking area in the back. Mm hmm. Dude, it's just like like a little shitty strip behind that's where they do all the uh where the wrestlers park. And if you do Google Maps and you go behind the building, you're gonna see Veer Mahan. <laughs> it's Veer pulling out, holding a, a, a big jug of fucking protein powder and just looking at the fucking Google car. And then so that's, how,
2: that's how old the photo is that Google Maps took.
0: Yeah, and then and then as you as you um I think we got we got hammer back and uh you might have to unmute your mic hammer and then um as All you right. continue uh right, he's good and as as you continue on you see fucking uh what's his name uh what's the the big 7 foot guy the dabacado not him the african the african american dude obafemi Op Ob- is it obafemi yeah. yeah you see obafemi um getting out of like some shitty car <laughs> i was like holy sh-. i was telling him hammer that when you go on google maps and you put nxt NXT Performance Center and the, the Google map card. You see all these wrestlers. You see, I think uh, what's his name? Bruce Pitcher back there with somebody like reading a script. It's crazy. Anyway, thought you find right. that fun. All
2: right. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we have uh, Charles back because we could talk about the one good match on the show that we had here, uh, which was Lyra Valkyria versus Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, I know why I like yeah, this match, are. but uh, I'll let Charles go first.
4: Well, all right. Well, uh, I okay. I, I understand what 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 they're what we trying to get what they're trying to get over here um, with this match here with the lie of Val- Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I guess all right. Um, your transition stuff, man. I'm this is now. I'm having my Nova Mike Bucci moment when you when you have something done to you, even even in, in an Al Snow moment. Even even if in the moment of desperation, the more you take time to put just that little bit of stuff over before you go do your other move, the your you'll have the people in your in your hands that much more. Instead of, mm-hmm. for example, I shoot you off the ropes, boomy, I give you a backbreaker, breaker. I give you this—I don't know—a double bat, a double bat breaker, or something. Instead of just hurt, hurt. Instead of just one, two, kick out. Haul ass to the top of the ropes. Why not just take a split second to sell what I just did to you, and mm-hmm. let me sell what what? Because I'm tired now. You're tired. Let me sell. I mean, you, you, okay. Just take that little bit of time. Then go to your. To, then go to the ropes. Then, I mean, then go to the to the to the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Climb up there instead of just flying up there mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. get in position to hit this thing. And especially if you know there's not going to be the finish. If you know that you're going to the person you know that they're going to kick out of it you should take that much more time to be putting it over selling what you just happened to you i wrote it in my notes here uh if you're going to take if i got to hit you 10 times and you and i'm hitting you 10 times and i still can't beat you i still keep kicking out okay well why don't we take time to sell something so our finish will get over when we do hit this finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that, that was, that was the main, well, that's just one of the things I want to say about that because uh, <clears throat> I was into it. At, I was into it. I knew what they were doing, but when they lost me, when they, when, they, when, 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 when you just forget to sell stuff, that, you know, that kills it for me. You know what I think happened, Charles,
2: because you're a hundred percent right. But you know what I think happened? I think they got rushed and told to go home. Yep. Because the okay. the way the show ended, um they like this could have been a match where they left enough time on the show for the ladies to just have the match they were supposed to have, mm-hmm. but instead wow. they wanted to go off with the schmas and whatever. So they had to hurry up and finish it, and probably some stuff earlier in the show went too long and then this and then they still wanted to have time to make sure they had their thing in because they started out the match doing things and taking their time and then right. by the end of it they would just hit the fast forward button because they were like well let's just do what we planned and you could
4: kind of oh. see it right yes you could you you you, you I, I i yes you um, man you're telling the truth you can feel mm-hmm. it as a matter of fact you're like mm-hmm. well damn we don't went from second gear to tenth gear already what are we doing And
2: you know, you know, the moment I knew it, I've
4: been there, I've been there before. I know,
2: I know. Right, right. And you're like, and, and, you know, there's some, some, you know, people have been around for decades. They know when to cut stuff out and one doesn't need to be there. And they can just have the other person just, just listen to them. You know, like if you're in there, like a Jerry Lawler, you've been in the ring with Jerry Lawler. So, you know, if he was in that situation, you could tell Jerry Lawler, okay, we're adding 10 minutes or we're subtracting 10 minutes. You know, he's got you right it's not a question but these ladies they are still in their 20s they're not there yet it doesn't matter how good they are they're just not there yet and it's different on tv so they probably just went with what they had and hit the fast forward button a little bit but here's how i know uh hold on ray here's how i know that they plan to take their time and everything because the way they start out with the story they're telling right like Valkyria goes for a victory roll on Rhea and gets a two count, right? Then mm-hmm. she goes for it again and Rhea counters again. it. So it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so it's like they tell the story like it worked once, not two times. And they did the same thing with the tilt-a-whirl head scissor. First time, she gets the head scissor on her. Second time, uh-uh, I'm blocking it and I'm throwing you on your face. So they're telling those stories like you would if you were in a match taking your time, Right. But then at the end, it's like, oh, shit, we got to go home now. So we got to hurry up and go through this. And the the way I know that is because she hits the finish, the riptide, pins her, and then she does that thing where she got to grab her by the face and be like, don't make me look stupid or whatever. But she's standing on her feet, like not selling the finish at this point. She should still be on the mat. after she just got put down yeah well she did but i mean she shouldn't have got up to her feet she should have just stood on her knees or whatever and then fell back down to the mat but the fact that she's like standing on her feet you know maybe that was the spot but maybe they had more time you know but things happen so I, i i i like what they did in the short amount of time and i could see the match they wanted to have but sadly uh, they got, you know, they got rushed through so that they could get their, their business over at the end.
0: This is Ray, the question were about have, to say something. Yeah. It's a question I have for actually, for both of you guys to go to hammer first at any time during this match, maybe it was something I was seeing. Did you ever see, did you see uh liar of Valkyria appear to you? Like, um, uh, how can I put this? Did she ever seem out of place or did she ever seem uh, a step behind or did she ever seem like, yeah, this moment was, was big and she was rushing shit, like a little nervous. Did you see that at all? Cause I saw a little bit of that.
4: Yes, sir. I did. You can see it with her body language. You can tell how I know because I've been there before when I'm trying to think like that. And I know I'm out of position how to get my, you can see it in your head. I could see myself and her trying to figure oh shit all right now how do I right. how do I position my body I know I'm out of re- I know I'm not in the right position and I know I look awkward and how do I try to get there and not look so awkward in the process yeah right. I saw that What do you think Bet?
2: Yeah it was during the comeback really because mm-hmm. most of the rest of the things she was selling right so there, there was no she get, that's right Yeah so she was selling and then When she did get something, it would be one thing and then shut down. So Rhea kept that heat on, kept the heat on, kept the heat on. Then when it's time for the comeback, you combine the fact that she's got a different offense that involves a lot of, you know, running, springboards, you know, stuff off the ropes, stuff off the corners. Like it's that kind of stuff that requires a level of coordination. And then you combine that with the fact that the referee probably told her, all right, go home. So now she's flustered. And she's not taking her time with it, which, you know, there's an old saying that says, uh, uh, uh how does it go? Um, slow is smooth and smooth is fast basically is how it is. Meaning if you take your time and do things at the right pace, it's going to look like it's at the right pace, which means it's going faster than it feels like it's going to you. You always feel like you're going slower than you really are in that ring, right, Charles? Like it feels like, yeah. God, this is taking forever. And it's like been the blink of an eye, you know? So you always have to slow yourself down. And when you just get told that your time is cut or whatever happened here, you can see how that already um when you're already a little bit frazzled that can make it even worse but even still worse. they pulled it off i mean all things yeah. considered it I was enjoyed, good enough
0: i thought it was a good yeah. match. I, I i actually said to myself i said if this kid um what's her name elira caria <laughs> i could see why she's in the position they put her in um i think mm-hmm. out of everybody on that roster i think me and you vet we say this every week or well, i've i've said it every week there's something she has like an that it fact he using that fucking term it sounds so corny but that it factor she has like something about her that uh and i could see her like ev- eventually developing into you know a major star on one of the main roster spots so do you think uh hammer if you were uh if you were a producer right and mm-hmm. you saw this match uh and and you know you you pulled the young girl aside what are, what are the things you would say to encourage her or or to to make her do you know, better the next time she's out. And do you think for what you saw today or what you saw in NXT that you saw what I saw in, in a possible star moving forward?
4: In due time. In due time, because she has to get used to getting her time cut, um, and having experience and knowing what's like to be out there in the math, and then all of a sudden the ref tells you, uh, you only got to, we go home now. We got one minute. So she needs to be able to know that okay whatever we called in the back is out the window now yeah. i'm gonna go old school and just hit you with a boom 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 and we're going straight home no reverses no dips no flips go the freak home now and do it at a, do it at a pace to where you still get your fire in there still register and still bump a bump a bop bump 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 and get the business done that's exactly mm-hmm. what i would tell her because uh the for her to because you're only setting them up for the future when they get a chance to be in their leading, and the time gets cut, and they're comfortable, and they know how to take, tell to tell the do The younger person, hey, we got to go home now. Just how so we gonna do it. So we got to. So he, like, we were taught somebody got to be a quarterback out there. So mm-hmm. having an experience and keeping and still having it and still being enough shape where you're not winded mentally, physically, you still can get the thing done. So that's what I would tell them, man, because. <clears throat> The more they learn that the better off they'll be so they won't look it won't they won't get exposed and it won't look bad on them and when it's time when those situations do come up yep okay
0: very
2: good and hopefully hopefully yeah. when they're the star they won't go long and have to get other people's get their time cut <laughs> they'll be able to hit yes. their times like a professional does uh but uh mm-hmm. yeah and and one one other good thing about this match being what it was it doesn't need to be some epic main event match because that'll set up some a money match down the road for these two. Now you've said yeah. okay, it was a little bit too early for you to challenge me, but maybe next time. So that's right. I think for that the match worked worked as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, I can't put these ladies over enough. They're the bright spot of this show. Yeah. They are the future, and I, I love them both. Um, mm-hmm. Another guy that I like is Trick Williams, and he's walking. And then uh, the announcers run down the card for the bash coming up on Sunday. And then uh Trick gets out there and no music, he's just going to do the call out. He's like, "Hey, get out here." Uh Dragonov's like, "All right, no music too." So I like that. You know, I'm a big fan of when they don't play the music. Mm-hmm. Um I so think cool. I think I'm not quite sure, guys, but maybe you could tell me cuz I was I went back and watched the earlier Dragonov match again. No, I didn't watch the whole match, but I I scrubbed it because when he threw Dragonov into the stairs, Dragonov came up with a knot, it looked like on his head. He always comes And then up I was like, knot. Yeah, and I and then so I was like, Did he did, did that happen from the stairs? Is he really a mark and took the stairs head first? Or did it happen in the earlier match as an accident? Well, at the end of the previous six-man tag match, he didn't have no knot on his head. So I guess he really did headbutt those stairs. Um, this guy's crazy. <laughs> this guy's yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh so so there was that um and now here's the thing I I would love to ask Hammer's opinion on this because I am on the record as like as a as a guy that was uh you know I consider myself a chop specialist. But I know there's a time and place for him. The reason we use a chop is because it's a legal open hand strike in a wrestling match. Now, if you're in a street fight with a guy you can forget about chopping a guy in the chest, okay? Right. In my opinion, it's like we're throwing hands, and that's it. I'm not worried about your titties. I'm just going to punch you in the face as many times as I can, kick you, whatever, but I'm not going to be chopping you. But right. uh, we see Dragonov chopping him in this street fight. So where do you stand on chops in a street fight? Uh,
4: I think I – think, uh... <laughs> Okay. Okay. If you if the, if the business is we're having a street fight and you're chopping me, that means you don't. You, that means you you've never been in a fight. You, you can you can tell you can tell in in, in, the, in the as a pro wrestler you can tell guys who've actually been in, who've had who either been punched in the face or have thrown blows. Okay, mm-hmm. legitimately, uh, a lot of that you get to see. You, you, you know it's, it's exposed. Um, nobody's gonna throw chops in this freaking fight.
2: You so yep. you mean in in basic army combat training, they didn't have you throw knife edge chops that you didn't you guys didn't have to, to, to learn that?
4: <laughs> no, not my entire army career that I ever throw any close quarter when we did close quarter hand it, when we did close quarter combat training. We uh, learned throws, strikes with the elbows, but for me to throw a chop, throw uh, knife-edge. no, there was no Ric Flair moment, no. All
0: right, all right, gentlemen, disappointing,
4: I'm, disappointing.
0: I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, uh, what is it, uh. Tear down your whole your whole argument here, because right now I'm going to show you a street fight where somebody throws a Ric Flair chop. As you see the gentleman going for a fight, and this guy comes in and woo! Oh, yes. oh yeah, right, so <laughs> yeah. let's let's see the replay. <laughs> woo! So um, yeah, well, it was the finish can. at least. Oh oh,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great.
2: <laughs> yeah, no denying that. I mean if it's the finish, well it's the finish. All right. So. That, was
0: that, was, that was that was good That was good.
2: All right. well anyway, um, <laughs> me, yeah, we, we can't we can't really top that. Melo uh, he, he the humanitarian that he is and the friend that he is, he intercepts the human torpedo or whatever it's called and then Dragonov's left standing tall. Will he be the next NXT champion?
0: Uh, Dragon, I think so. Um, you think it's time? It's our with the Melo experiments over. Okay. No, I think I think Melo's. You know, he's held the title. Listen, the guys. I think the guys held the title problem. for a few weeks. It's time to give it up. No, it's been some time. He's he's done. A, he's, I think they. I think he's. He, they may call him up, bro. I think. They may call him up, but they, well, what about they... Dragunov? You
2: said Dragunov is getting called up and he's going to join one faction. Then you change your mind and said he was going to join a different faction. So,
0: so we Which have the is... Great American Bash card here, and I just wanted to run through it real quick in a quick rapid uh, fire. You ready? Oh God, No. All right. Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, uh, Ulysses Leon. Yeah, them. And yeah th- them versus Metaphor. Who goes over? Them, the good guys. The good guys. What do you think, Hammer? Who wins this match?
4: I'll say the good guys.
0: All right, good. Dominic Mysterio in a three way, uh, defending his North American championship versus uh, Wesley and Mustafa Ali, North American championship. Hammer who goes over this week and why? Uh,
4: that's good, man. I want to, I, I got, mm, I like Wesley, man. I'm, I'm Mustafa. I, mm.
0: So, who are you going for?
4: I'll
2: say Mustafa.
0: I agree. What do you think, Vet?
2: Um, I think Dominic's gonna hold on to it, really i think so
0: okay this is the match i'm looking forward i to.
2: think i think the WWE is loving this experiment and they want to keep it going and who cares about these other two guys
0: i got mm-hmm. this is the match that i am looking forward to the most okay. tiffany stratton the nxt champion versus thea hale in a submission match vet first and then the hammer who goes over
2: uh tiffany stratton
0: what do you think you think they give the belt to thea hale there uh, charles
4: uh it depends if they got something for Stratton or not. Um, I'm gonna say mm, argh, man and stuff, Stratton. All right, I'm gonna
0: go. I'm actually gonna say Thea Hale. Um, I don't know. I, I just see Stratton being see being on TV every week on SmackDown already, but we'll see. So we have the most boring match of the night. We have Gallus versus the family who goes over uh Hammer First. Gallus. Ugh. Oh God. You sure man? Do you want to change that shit? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matt, what do you think buddy?
2: Uh I think the family I just think they they've been wanting to give Tony D some kind of belt uh, and man. they haven't settled on it yet so maybe it'll be this but I mean I could see Gallus walking out with it. I don't know.
0: All right, I'm going to agree with you. I think uh no, I think Gallus' time is uh, is done. I think the family uh goes it over. It should this.
2: be. Yeah, it should no
0: shit. Yeah, shit, should, it should. Now, yeah. real, real quick, guys, and I'm trying to do this quick so we get off the air. Um, Gable Stevenson uh, has made his decision. He is going to uh, earn about, what is it, $45,000 in, uh, in and a fucking stipend <laughs> for the chicken joint across the street uh, to work for NXT versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I think this is a slam-dunk easy uh, pick here, but what do you think, Charles? Stevenson. Stevenson, what do you think there, vet? Yeah, same thing. They're not bringing him in to lose. Not at all. All right, right. so let's. Uh, I agree. So, and then we have Roxanne Perez uh, versus Blair Davenport in a weapons wild match. Vet, who you goes? Who goes over here?
4: Um, uh, I can see. I can see Blair going over.
0: Oh, Charles, you don't seem too happy about this match. What's up, man?
4: No, I don't think they need to have any weapons at all, man. That's not a good idea. Um, no you, shit. There's, there's, <laughs> that's ass backwards. <laughs> that's ass backwards. They can kick each other. They, 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 they just they should have a regular fight instead of just. It's not, uh, but no disqualification, yeah. The the
2: stipulations are supposed to settle things, not start things,
4: yes. Yeah, it's it's, this is not booked right. Um, so Davenport, Davenport.
0: I'm gonna go with Bat Davenport, too. I think, I think she's got. The push, they're kind of like pushing the girl right now. In the main event of the evening, we have Carmelo Hayes versus Tr- and with Trick Williams versus Ilya Dragunov. Uh, I'm gonna kick it off. And I, like I said, I think Ilya Dragunov, they're gonna put the belt on him. What do you think, Hammer and then Vet? And we'll go home.
4: I'll say Dragunov. Oh, yes.
0: CC. that's why I like that's why I like Hammer. What do you think, Vet? Yeah, um, that's thinking. I think, well. <clears throat> um,
2: Mm, yeah maybe dragging off if there's going to be some there's going to be some gimmickry though there's going to be something to do with trick trick and, and, and like whether trick costs him it or you know god forbid I hope they don't do this but if he turns on him then you know, we might we might see something. But I don't I don't see why he would turn on him because he just got his ass kicked really bad by dragging off. So it's like, why would he help that guy after he just kicked his ass uh last night? So eh, I don't know.
0: Wow. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this real quick. Uh I'm just going to put over a couple of shows that are going to be on and then uh vet and then we'll have Hammer sign off and all the social media stuff but tonight at 7 p.m eastern standard time it is the a show it's gonna be uh myself uh april hunter and the, the beautiful colin <laughs> colin weiss on job. we're gonna be talking about that uh you know the jason aldean controversy and a whole bunch of other other stuff uh Bronnie james and so on and so forth it's gonna be a fun show a lot of fun show uh and then uh this weekend it's gonna be the pro wrestling reflection And I don't know if you know about this organization. Some people don't. Some people do. But it is XPW. Run by that piece of shit porn star fucking guy uh, from 2000. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Rob Black. Yeah, that piece of shit. Um, So we're going to be talking some XPW. So check that out this weekend. Um, Guys, you know where to follow. follow me on social media. Vet.
2: Yeah, add opinion have everywhere on every single Humming Media Group show. Uh, watch Wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday and watch Stevie Riches on everything. He's got a new episode of his podcast that just dropped today about oh, yeah. motivation. Motivation. Yeah. What do you do when you don't feel like doing it? Well, I think Charles would agree that when you don't feel like doing it, that's when you need to do it the most. So do it the anyway, most. right? That's right.
0: 100%. So I wanted to sincerely, and I mean this, thank you, Jump for jumping on with us, yo! I would, I would honestly say, Hammer. Anytime you wanted to jump on with us, I think he's he's up there with the, with the Pierce Austins and the uh, the Jimmy oh, T's where you, they could just 100%. jump in anytime, um, anytime, any fucking time. We're not doing three hours again, but anytime. <laughs>
2: oh, as long. Invi- invite yourself.
4: Invite yourself. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Man. Did you enjoy thank yourself, bro? Yes, I Had a blast, man. I, I feel real comfortable doing this, man. I, I really like doing this, man. Well, I, like, you, I like you guys anyway. I like you guys' stuff, man. Thanks. Oh, Our man. stuff,
0: or just you just like the vet, right? It's
4: usually that way. Well, hey, I like the vet and is and your partner, vet. Your other partner from the, the Impact Attack,
2: mm-hmm. um, Brandon. Yep, Brandon. Yeah,
4: I like him, man. I like I like his I like you guys' style, man
2: cool man thanks yeah yeah i'm, I'm glad i got yeah. to be able to talk to you i I've, I've missed you i think about you guys from ovw all the time and so it's just nice when it's like oh yes they are still just around and kicking and they're just right there yeah. they're just a phone call away they're just just in touch that's been my favorite part of being a part of homie media group so very glad to get to talk to my buddy again Likewise well, ladies,
4: man,
0: likewise. Well guys uh hammer ha- hold on for a couple of minutes after we go off air. Um and uh guys we'll see you next week for the next level wrestling review as we recap the Great American Bash 2023. It's SummerSlam weekend folks. Is it SummerSlam weekend? No, not yet. That's next that's next no, month, right? I don't know what the fuck's going on. All right guys, we'll see you next week. Peace. Later. Peace. fuck
3: you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Then fuck you. I'm out. This is the for Rip Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen. Mean Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself.